Hello, listening people. Hello! You're listening to Spin Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I'm Ryan Slawinski. I'm Bartek! Okay, if you're going to do this for the whole episode, I'm going to punish you. If I had to give it a rating! <laughs> so, yes. we're Spin Polish, yeah? I thought you said sir. Sir? Yes. Sir? Yes. Sir? Uh-huh. Sir? Yes. If I do this for the rest of the podcast, will you punish me? Sir? <laughs> if, yes. If no, no, you have to be like I say, sir, and you're like, yes, and then that's the rest of the podcast for two hours. I didn't even think of that, but now that you said it, that's what it'll be. That's the podcast for two hours, and then there's some innocent soul that's sitting here thinking, when am I going to get this really in-depth analysis and commentary for a film that they have in the title? I need to know. And then they read the title and say, sir, yes. <laughs> No, not yes, sir. Well, it's because I'm responding to you. Yeah, but sometimes titles do a play on what's happening. It's like, good, and how are you? It's like, oh, that's weird. It's weird that they said that as the title. It's a good day to die hard, you know? (laughs) So, we're Spin Polish presents uh, Unappreciated Masterpieces. Spin Polish, likingly, because we are always spitting. And we are both... And we are both Polish. Yeah, we are. Yeah, you know, Slawinski, Bartek, you know... Bartek's only got one name, I guess, you know. Uh, I'm a... One name. You're Cher. Uh, the, the, uh, I was looking up on Wikipedia that for some reason I, I looked up Nena, the person that did 99 Luftballons. Oh, yeah. And it had like a link in a uh, like, re- related article. It was like people who are referred to by one name. It's like mono something. Well, here's the thing about 99 Luftballons. Before we even get started on what this show is about, <laughs> I'm going to share some fun facts about 99 Luft Balloons. It's about 99 Luft Balloons. Okay. Here's the thing. We are recording this in the year of 2017. Yes. This year, mm-hmm. there have been three to four big movies that have had central scenes playing 99 Luft Balloons because they are set in the 80s or 90s. Yeah. So Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron mm-hmm. is set in 1989 in Berlin. Mm-hmm. So 99 Luft Balloon <laughs> plays... <laughs> Prominently. Okay. And then there was another film. Um, I, I'm forgetting the name of it, but there's another film with like this female comedian. I, uh, I, I think it's like Jenny Slate, perhaps. And that film set in the early 90s. And 99 Luft Balloons <laughs> plays prominently in, like, a romance scene in that. And then there's another movie. It's very romantic. So, 2017 has been a great year for that artist. You know, like, yeah. can you... Are I, I they still the alive? Song. They're it's still alive, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They must be sitting back going, ah, I fucking nailed this. I knew this was going to happen. Why I wrote, CD three films in 2017? When, when I wrote that song, I knew in 2017... That's the message of the song. They were going to yeah. play that in three separate movies. Can you imagine being a moviegoer? And say you're one of these movie guys who sees three movies in one day. Like, you go from one <laughs> yeah. cinema. You're like, huh, I didn't know that when I walked into the cinema, I had a theme going on in all of them, which was 99 <laughs> Love Balloons. And then they never want to listen to that song ever again. <laughs> so, that was a fact, some facts. Yeah. Do you have facts? I love the song. That's the fact. And it's a good song. Yeah. It's sung partially in English, which I appreciate. What part is partially sung in English? 99, is it? No, they say 99. Oh, I thought she just had a cold. No. <laughs> <laughs> like how you went with that. Another fact about 99 Luft Balloons is I like the song too. It was in Vice City. I said that already. Though. Vice City? Yeah, Wave 103 radio station. Oh, oh, is that a Grand Theft Auto game? 
or Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you just said Vice City. Like, like I'm like, well, I imagine many songs play in cities, Bartek. Like, if I just said, yeah, you know, Nineland Luft Balloons, that was in Sydney once. I imagine it's in there many a well, time. I mean, if I said, I mean, I guess there is a film with the title, but if I just said San Andreas, some people would probably think GTA San Andreas. Uh, there you go. You, you nailed it. And Vice City San also. Andreas with The Rock playing yeah. 99 Love Balloons when people were dying and he was in his helicopter. Can you Hold imagine on, 99 that? Love like... Balloons wasn't in, you know, San Andreas. It, it had White Wedding, though. Oh, Billy Idol. Yeah. I love Billy Idol. Yeah, that's song. Can like you imagine San Andreas, the, the movie with The Rock, playing 99 Luftballoons? That movie's about him in a helicopter trying to save people. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, the intensity of a natural disaster movie with Paul Giamatti, my lad? Um, and they're all dying on the ground, and they look up at a helicopter with The Rock in it, and you just hear him blaring like an apocalypse now. 99 Dove Luftballoons. <laughs> They're like, this is how I die. <laughs> Nothing says the apparition of death like the rock playing 99 Luftballoons <laughs> while you're in an earthquake. Nothing says that. Is yeah. he dressed like Nina in the music video? I would hope so. <laughs> no, no, he's dressed like that famous The Rock meme where he's wearing like a, a turtleneck with a bum bag and he's got like a really terrible 1980s haircut and he's like leaning against a, like a, a wall and he's got like a tissue underneath his elbow so he didn't dirty up his his jumper. This is a true photo, okay. by the way. You look at me like, I don't know this The Rock photo. It's a I famous have... photo of The Rock. Yeah. Um, so, should we give a rating to 99 Luft Balloons? I <laughs> give it... So I give it 99 Luft Balloons. I give it 99 Red Balloons. No, re- that's not red. It's the English version of the song. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was black. No. Oh. Behind the times. You know, GTA Vice City Stories? The collect- no. The collectible of that game isn't like hidden packages there are 99 red balloons around the city you have to shoot them wow Bartek that was an interesting fact but here's another interesting fact on this show we don't always talk about 99 (laughs) love balloons but but when we don't (laughs) when we don't talk about 99 love balloons we do feature like audio commentaries believe it or not for films that we think deserve to be talked about like the song 99 Love Balloons. We think these films, well, along with... But... No, it's not as much until the year 2017 where it appeared in three separate movies, all of which are bombs, by the way. Um, oh, that's poor. That's sad. But you know what wasn't a bomb? 99 Love Balloons in yeah. those movies. Great And choice. in the 80s. Well, you know, Safdie and Boomois was pretty big in comparison. You know that song? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was bigger. No one talks that about that. That was also in Eurotrip, wasn't it? Eurotrip, maybe. Road trip, no. You know, Eurotrip had an English cover of 99 Luftballoons. Nothing says class like an English cover of a very European song. Well, I mean, eventually Nina did an English version of the song. She had to learn English specifically to do that. I remember once I was playing a SingStar game and that song was there and I was like, oh yes, but it was the English version. I'm like, oh. I wanted to struggle in the German version. Back onto 99 Luftballoons. <laughs> One of my favourite jokes involving 99 Luftballoons is in the TV show 30 Rock, in which Tina Fey's character, Liz Lemon, pretends to the childlike, innocent character, Kenneth, that she speaks fluent German because her mo- her grandmother survived the Holocaust and would always sing her this beautiful song in German. 
And and Kenneth actually asks like, "What's the song?" And she sings like the non Luft Balloons part of Ninety Nine Luft Balloons, and then stops before you oh, get right. to Ninety Nine Luft Balloons, so it's not as obvious. But to us, it's obvious. Yeah. And then throughout the episode, he's slowly singing it himself. Like, man, even I feel like I know this song. <laughs> and then he just and then he feels personally betrayed when he figures out it's Ninety Nine Luft Balloons. Like, the like, 80s, yeah. like he feels like a personal betrayal about it. Like, like, like he had just been betrayed like stabbed in the back about like it's one of the most dramatic reactions to 99 luft balloons but we aren't doing 99 luft we've balloons we've already given the rating for the song if there was a feature film we'll do it but we can't yeah i think there is a feature film called the red balloon there's a music video can we should we unappreciated music videos okay so get your copy of <laughs> 99 <laughs> luft balloons ready because i imagine you all have a legal tender copy this is going to be our longest intro <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because we're talking hey can we make it 99 minutes long and then eventually get onto the film mm. so no no we'll be good boys or balloons <laughs> spartak we do films yes we talk about films mm-hmm. what's the film we're going to be covering guys the film that we are covering is night uh I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> did you know that I was going to do the... the uh? Yeah, I actually did. I know you. Shit. I'm too predictable now. I am you and you are me. Well, we are we. you didn't predict the fact that the film that we're doing today is Pat Milchenia. You're right. I didn't... I didn't... I didn't guess that. I didn't oh. watch the film beforehand to get ready for this episode, so... Oh, shit. I know. I'm a bad boy. Is it 99 Luft Balloons? No, it's Pat Milchenia. Ah, uh, 98 Luft Balloons. That's right, Ryan. Ah, no, I don't know. You're speaking Polish. We are both Polish. I don't speak Polish because I'm just too good for that. Yeah, we don't speak German either. Uh, I, I know how to say 99 Luft Balloons. Well, you just said it, yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's enough for you. <laughs> um, do you want to know the English title of this movie, I guess? Yeah, sure. Because you don't speak Polish? No, I don't. No, you don't. I don't. No. The Covenant is the film that we are doing today. <laughs> Could you say that with more enthusiasm? The Covenant. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> the Covenant. Yes. There's so many times when I was getting prepared for this movie and I kept saying The Convent. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. hey. I said to my girlfriend, hey, we're watching The Convent. And she's like, the convent? And I went, oh, no, 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 the, the covenant. Yes. I don't get that confused. So the 2017 film, The Covenant? What? No. Are you silly? Yes. I am silly. The film that we are doing is The Covenant from 2009 Upside Down. Oh, my God. We're watching the film from 20... Well, no, the zero is not upside down. No, I just, I flipped them. This is actually a reference to an episode of one or two back where I say the exact same statement and you're like, just don't flip the zero and the, and the nine or something. Or like the... Oh, yeah, we did have a joke like that. <laughs> so I'm calling back. I'm a genius. <laughs> yes, wait, are. wait. What year did it come out again? Uh, 2009 Upside Down. Ah, oh, 2099 Luftballoons. I Yay! love that film. So we're watching the... No... 2006. Yes. T9 Luftballoons. So, we're watching the classic Covenant from 2006. Mm-hmm. Now, Bartek. Yes. We don't always do these episodes alone, do we? No, sometimes, we don't. Sometimes. And our guest is just pissing themselves with all this 99 Luftballoon stuff. Our guest is someone who loves to wait 10 minutes to be introduced, don't yes, they? Yes, yes. 
That guest is, of course, no one. We don't have a guest yeah, in this no. episode. <laughs> well, let me tell you a story about our guest. Well, I had our guest set story up. Story time. So our guest, I'll use an anonymous name, Ace. Our guest, Ace, um, was all set up for this movie. I chose it specifically for them because they love a certain actor in the movie. I'm not going to name names. You know, Taylor Kitsch. And Ace said, yeah, sure, I'll come on to do The Covenant. I don't need to rewatch the movie. I've seen the movie a million times. I just love that movie so much. And I said, Ace, you better come on the show and do the episode. And then, you know, I get a phone call saying, Ryan, I can't come. I'm, I've got, you know, a bad case of needing to listen to 99 Luftballoons. Oh. And I said, well, that's understandable. How long have you got to listen to the song for? For exactly as long as you do the podcast. And I said, well, that's fair. You know, I think that's, that's fair. So, no guest, but Bartek and I are going to cover the very masculine movie, The Covenant. If you're not familiar with The Covenant, well, you're going to find out very soon what it's about. Yeah, you're going to all be shocked. This movie is masculine without having the song Macho Man in it. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's also masculine without having the song Eye of the Tiger as well. Mm. I mean, if you don't have those two songs, can you be really called a man in your movie? The Rocky films didn't have Macho Man in it. Yeah, but they had Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. You have to have one or the other. You can't. Oh, have, you don't need. You both. don't need both. So that's like over. Yeah, like one's one's a fail safe for the other. Like if you can't afford the rights to um, Frank Stallone's Eye of the Tiger, then <laughs> I love Frank Stallone. Mm. He's an actor too, you know. Yeah, I think he's been in something. So guys. We're going to watch this together. So get your copy of The Covenant from 2006, not the 2017 version. We'll get on to that later. Yeah. Um, you say version, uh, but... Film. Yeah. <laughs> Soz. Um, so get your copy ready, because we're going to... Okay. We're going to go in-depth on this. We're going to go spoilers. We're going to talk about the ins and outs, the, 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 the beauty and the ugliness that's involved in the world of The Covenant. So... Get your copy prepared if you have one. I imagine you all have a legal copy of the film. Because we're going to start this in three, two, one, play. Yay! So, we're three seconds in. Now, Bartek, what's your history with this movie? Well, Ryan, I had not seen this film. I watched it specifically for the show. Nice. I mean, I watched it for the show after I (coughs) did something else first. What did you do first, buddy? <clears throat> did you masturbate to the idea of the Covenant? Because there are a lot of attractive men in this. Ryan, you are too many steps ahead. Okay, Let's you, start, you do that after you watch the We start from the very beginning, which is a very nice place to begin from. Um, that's me avoiding a reference uh, to a film. What, what was I saying? Yes, so... I, I don't know what you were saying. <laughs> if, you are, if, you are, if you ain't talking about 99 Love Bullets, I don't know what the fuck no, you're No, I was talking about. about something much older. Anyway, um, you mentioned legal tender copies, owning them. Uh, I don't own it. I had to go to the dark side. I had to go online and find a copy to stream. Oh, fuck <clears> you. And... I hope the, you got punished for that. The first problem with this is... Usually I walk in blind, but sometimes I'm like, let's look at the Wikipedia page and see who's in it, just so I can get an idea of what's going to happen. Because sometimes that happens. It's like, oh, cool, I'm going to see this actor again. Uh, I looked at the Covenant's Wikipedia page, didn't recognise any names, 
And then I looked through a couple of links, like, oh, this copy, this copy doesn't play, this one doesn't. Eventually I found one that did play, and I watched oh, the whole lucky. movie. Didn't recognise any actors, so I'm like, this is the film. Yeah. Um, well, you must have watched the film then. That sounds like... Yeah, I watched the film, went to sleep, and woke up the next day. You asked me some questions that did not apply. <laughs> you asked me the question, was it gay enough for you? What was it? Um, and I thought to myself... Huh, there was nothing homosexual about this film at all. And then I did some more research and I discovered that I had watched a 2017 (sighs) film, that's this year, the the year of 99 Luftballons, that has... the year of 99 Luftballons. That has absolutely nothing to do with this film. It's not a remake, it just has the same title. Was it good? The film was amazing. Oh, good. So it, you're, you're recommending people check that out. Music is by Tom and, a- and Andy, by the way. I just want to point that out. Yes, it's one word, Tom and Andy. Um, the, the film is actually better than this one. Whoa, that's saying something. It, it Are you is. saying that we're doing the wrong and appreciate masterpiece? Oh, no, 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 no. That, oh, this, that film's clearly going somewhere. <laughs> uh, this film here, though, is majorly important because... It made that film possible. I I feel like the title isn't just a coincidence. But did the 2017 one have four to five identical looking white guys as the protagonists? No, in fact, I think it had maybe, you know what, four notable male characters at least. Well, that's a lot of male characters. I understand why you got Maybe even a fifth. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Holy shit. So... Here's the thing, Bardock. And then I watched this film after. And then you loved this film. I loved it, yes. I loved this film too. I haven't seen this film before. The only reason I heard about this film was um, I was watching the YouTuber Rantasmo, who has a series called, like, like Insert Movie or something, blah, 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 Needs More Gay, mm-hmm. where he goes really in-depth on about queer culture being represented in, you know, Hollywood, anime, whatever, you know? Yep. And he had this as a movie saying, The Covenant needs less gay. And I'm like, <laughs> do go on. Because he hasn't had that before, I think. And I'm just like, what is this? And he talked about this movie. He didn't like it very much. And I said, no, you're fucking wrong, buddy. You know, you're right about a lot of other things. But this one, you look wrong. Because this movie has everyone in it, you know? He's Sebastian Stan, a guy with two names that start with the same letter. Mm-hmm. S. And it also has, there is a long-haired guy. I don't know. I was going to say that's Taylor Kitsch, but it's not. Um, I think he's one of the ones without powers. So Taylor Kitsch is in Suicide Squad, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I think. Did that movie need more gay? Yes, it did, actually. Okay. Um, okay. And Sebastian Stan Bartek. Mm-hmm. So you said when you walked into this, you didn't know anyone. When you finished the movie, did you recognize anyone? Or was they still all a mystery to you? They're all mysteries. So have you not watched any of the Marvel movies? I've seen a couple. Uh, have you seen any of the Captain Americas? I've seen the second one. So Sebastian Stan... The Winter Stan, Soldier, was it? Yeah, the villain yeah. in this is the Winter Soldier. Okay. That's Sebastian Stan. Mm-hmm. So... Hold on to the fact that his career goes somewhere after this movie, because that's going to play a major factor into one of the reviews later. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm not a big superhero fan, but I remember liking that movie. It's a very good movie. Yeah. Robert Redford's fantastic. But is it as good as The Covenant? You know, my history with this movie, I didn't know it, other than from a YouTuber who didn't like it very much. And sometimes, you know... We walk into movies not knowing anything about them or or knowing very little other than a negative reputation. And there is a worry 
that are we shooting too high? Like we go blind, you know, we, we have faith in an unappreciated masterpiece. I worry sometimes that we're going to walk into one of these and I can go, no, that's just a bad film. And that's a problem. Like what makes a bad film? And I don't think what makes a bad film applies to the covenant. You know, the covenant has a lot of things going on for it. It has lots of character interplay. It has a mystery that hasn't been as engrossing since a mystery that hasn't been, this engrossing since the film Red Riding Hood in the mm-hmm. cinema. You know, I've seen some mystery movies since then. And none of Red Riding Hood and, and this movie, wow, the mystery is really, wow, that really, the twists, whoa. I mean, I was surprised. Yeah, who is Thing? And it was Thing. It was crazy. Wouldn't it have been a shock if there was no Thing? <laughs> nothing? No, no Thing. Nothing? No. No Thing, nothing? Yeah, just no Thing. What if it was Thing from the Adams family? Yeah, and he's saying no. <laughs> side he's language. like, uh, you know, putting out finger, just wagging, wagging side to side. That, I, I had to say t- that because I was doing the action. I'm like, shit, <laughs> this is audio. <laughs> you know what I hate about uh, the live action? I mean, the, the yeah, the the, the the films of the Adams family. I've only seen, TV show. I've only seen the cartoons in the '60s show. The '60s show is great. Yeah, the, the the movies are great, but the one thing that bugs me about them and and the cartoon is that thing is a hand that walks around independent of the box. Like, mm. like he just goes around like as a severed hand. And I was loved... Was in he the... severed or he just didn't have anything else? No, I guess he just didn't have anything else. But you know what I mean? Like like yeah. a disembodied hand, right? Yeah. I always hated that because I loved in the 60s show that he was in this box that yeah. was all over the house. It's like, does he travel from box to box? Like, like when he goes in the box, does he... It's like a diglet kind of... Yeah, thing. but then he would be on a table. Hmm. That has nothing underneath it mm. for him to yeah, go Yeah, again, from. more mystery. That's what I loved about the 60s show is there's lots of mystery to it. While in the movies, less mystery. Like in the movies, they are kind of more supernatural. Yeah. In the show, they're just weird. Yeah. There just is like, no... Su- I mean, they are supernatural. they're creepy and they're kooky. <laughs> I mean, they are supernatural on a level because they don't die. And there's yeah. so many times in the 60s show where they get injured or hurt and they respond with nothing. Like Uncle Festus, that's whole, his whole joke yeah. is he gets electrocuted and he loves it. But there's no supernatural element explained to it. I mean, the grandmama is a witch, clearly, but they never play on that that much. Mm. And go and um, Morticia... Morti- oh, yeah, she has that smoking thing. Yeah, and Morticia has a sister who literally grows flowers from her head. Because she's like the opposite of Morticia. She's like blonde and pure and innocent. Because <laughs> Morticia's like black and sultry and seductive. Yeah. And then there's Thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's Cousin It. <laughs> Cousin It, when one of my favorite jokes ever in the Adam's family is when Cousin It's asked, What's underneath all that hair? He replies with gobbledygook. And they're like, What did he say? And he's like, No, no, no. Like, What's underneath all the shoes? Ah, of course, shoes. the best reply you could give did you know gomez adam's still alive i yes and you know his son is sam baggin no sam from uh lord of the rings oh really yeah that's his son okay that's cool isn't it yeah but yeah the covenant (laughs) (laughs) yes that's right this is a film so (laughs) so bartek I, i did hear that some of these two of these actors end up being in black swan yeah sebastian stan yeah, so I, I get. I, I don't guess, remember who the other one was off the top of my head. Yeah, so I guess at least I've seen them in other things. Yeah, like, this is the audition Black, tape. Yeah, Black Swan is one of the few film. It's a film I saw on one of the few dates I've been on. That was a fun film to watch on a date. Wait, you've been on dates? Uh, just not many though, but like. 
Wait, tell me about this fucking day. So you were in high school, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> so let me guess. Yeah. Typical Bartek didn't know what the film was going to be like, but thought, it's about dancing. Chicks like dancing. <laughs> yeah, am I getting it pretty close? Uh, or did they want to see it? They mentioned that they wanted to see it at some point. I said, oh, I want to see that too. So we're oh, like, let's go. And you went there. And what part of the movie was uncomfortable on a date? Was it when Natalie Portman is... um. I said the right one. Yeah, Natalie Portman. Yeah, Natalie yeah, Portman yeah. is pulling feathers out of her skin. I think it was the lesbian scene. Oh, you didn't... It, it wasn't the... S- oh, come on. If the person you want to date with didn't like lesbianism, then that would have... Come on, if that wasn't no, no, a turn I'm, I'm, on... I'm not saying it was uncomfortable or anything, it's just that was funny. I'm like, haha, I'm seeing this on a date. Yeah, Mila Kunis getting it on with, um... Kira... Fucking... Yeah, Kira Knightley. No, Natalie Portman. It was Mila Kunis and Natalie Portman, yeah. Kira Knightley, I said that. <laughs> <laughs> the other film we saw later that year was... Uh, the Same date? Huh? On the same... With the same person? As yeah, yeah, we saw The King's Speech, which... Was, oh, well, that's a bit more romantic. It was a bit more sane. Yeah, a bit more romantic. It's about two men who love each other. <laughs> you know what this film's about? This film... is about five men that love each other. Yes. Except for one of them's naughty. Who could it be? But that one kisses a boy, so... He does... He's the only one. The villain in this movie... Um, not going to spoil that yet. Uh, <laughs> if I haven't already. Um... Does get to kiss our main character, whose name is um, Caleb. Caleb. Oh look, there's long-haired guy again. Mm-hmm. That's Taylor Kitsch. One of my favorite things is one of the characters in this movie is called Chase Collins. Mm-hmm. That's that's like Sebastian Stan. And then one of the actors in the movie's name is Chase. Like Doton or something. No, no, it's another C as well. Like oh. like Chase. Chase Collins and Chase C something. Chase Meridian. That's a reference to Batman. I know. No, that's a reference to Batman Forever. That's Mm. Nicole Kidman's lame-ass character. She's like, I'm Chase Meridian. I'm like, yeah, you look like a Chase Meridian. Did that film have 99 Luft Balloons in it? No, but it did have um, Jim Carrey in spandex. So if that doesn't get your horniness on, then nothing else. Batman Returns? No, Batman Forever. Sorry, that's right, Forever. Uh, No, I saw Returns. It's... Is Riddler in Returns? No, that's Forever. Forever? With Two-Face. Oh, maybe I... Okay, maybe I did see that. So, Batman 1989's the Joker. Mm-hmm. Just him alone. Yep. Then they do the stupid choice that has killed superhero movies forever. Batman Returns has three villains, mm-hmm. which is Christopher Walken as, like, a, a evil businessman that kills the Selena Kyle and makes her into Catwoman. So then you have Catwoman. Yep. And then you have the Penguin. Mm-hmm. And then in the third one, Batman Forever, you have just two villains, thankfully. Yeah. Which is the Two-Face... And the Joker. No, Two-Face no. and Riddler. Sorry, the Riddler. Sorry, the, the both. Joker yeah. dies at the end of Batman 1989. Okay, so I saw Forever when I was a And Batman 10, and Robin maybe. has so many villains. It, I know it has Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze, Poison Ivy, and Bane. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then also, like... Uh, I can't remember his name. The guy who makes Poison Ivy into Poison Ivy is also a villain in the comics as well, mm-hmm. but he's only in it for like 10 minutes and he has the best line in the entire movie where he, he like is about to kill her because she's like, I'm going to the government to tell them that you're making evil Banes or whatever. And he's just like, oh, you, you're going you're gonna to tell on me? 
Oh, well, that's fair. That's fair enough. I'm just afraid that you're going to have to die. <laughs> he actually says it exactly like that. And then that actor goes on to play Lex Luthor's dad in Smallville, and he's really good. Okay. But you know what's really good? The Covenant. The Covenant is fantastic. We had to, we we're we're like embarrassed schoolgirls who have to like change school the boys. topic. I, I'm saying we're like. We are embarrassed schoolboys. We are embarrassed schoolboys, but we're, but like, we're like girls. Yeah, we're, we're, we, we like, like girls. girls. <laughs> but, but we are also like them because, you know, we're embarrassed. And it's like, we, we don't want to, you know, come on too strong on this film, you know. So one of my first um, movie dates, just because you talk about movie dates. Yeah. Was um, not by choice for either of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, okay. So we were in our town in like... This chick I was dating at the time, her hometown, which was far like forty-five minute drive away from my town, and that's like in country Australia, it's like the town with the bigger shopping malls, like the place you want to go to. And this town had like two cinemas, like ooh, mm. like two different cinemas, ooh. And we were out with all of my high school friends or whatever, and all of my high school friends were like, it was really cold, it was winter, it was freezing, and we all just wanted to go inside, but none of us had anywhere to go inside because none of us lived there other than my 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 girlfriend at the time, and she didn't want any of them in her house. Fair enough. So they like, let's go to the movies. Let's go to whatever movies on right now. And I'm like, oh cool, this would be kind of like a out with a friends kind of thing, but a bit of a date thing too, you know? You're you're in the movies, you might hold hands or whatever. It was um, Transformers three. Oh. Dark of the Moon. Ooh. At that point, I, I still... I've never seen any Transformers movies the other than the third one. Okay. And I didn't want to go, nor did she. But then we would be left outside for four hours because those movies go for fucking ever. Mm. And it was like, which would you rather? Freeze to death? Or in the rain? Or what? watch John Turturro shake his ass? And I'm like... <laughs> Fuck, I guess I know what, what I want. So we, we, I did say we are like schoolgirls. So. And I think this relationship didn't work out because of the next movie date we had, which which she decided, mm. might I add, was Pirates of the Caribbean 4 mm-hmm. on Stranger Tides. Yep. And that wasn't a good movie either. I had to see it twice because two different <laughs> friend groups wanted to see it. No. <laughs> Who are you? Like, it's not even the worst one, to be honest. People claim that's the worst one. I'm like, hello, did you not watch the third one where none of it made any sense the and it went for the four only hours? One I don't remember. Exactly. <laughs> <coughs> the first parts of Caribbean is still the best. I remember it being pretty good. It's yeah. still great. Jeffrey Rush knocks out of the park, but you know who knocks out of the park in this film? <laughs> the Covenant? Who? All of the leads. Yes, all of the You know, guys. the boys. The, the two girls, this guy here he, with his dead eyes, he wasn't acting. He actually method acted his way for this film. He died. Ooh. Don't you like how she has a bra line, tan line thing going on? And then you have this classic scene where I was watching this. I'm like, well, hold on, hold on. Where is, how old are these kids? Because at first, Bartek, I thought they're in high school, yeah? Because mm-hmm. she's saying... Oh, I just transferred here, blah, blah, blah. But then you have that thing where 30-year-olds are playing 17-year-olds. So you're like, oh. And they're having these weird parties that no one in high school ever had, but you associate college kids having. So I'm like, maybe they're college kids. And also, like... Apparently, it's a New England thing. And then, yeah, maybe. But then also, then, all of the characters have tattoos. 
She has tattoos. You know what, Ryan? The the blonde guy has tattoos. And I went, how old do you have to be to get tattoos in America? Yeah, you have to be like 18, yeah? yeah? 18. And isn't 18 when you're finishing school? High school? 18's when you... And you know what this movie... Wait, I didn't... I don't know if there are any laws about that. Yeah, you have to be a certain age to get tattoos. I remember in high school, some people had tattoos. Yeah, we're Australia, though. We always have things lower aged than America. Think, we can drink at 18. We can get our license earlier. I don't... I don't... I've never really thought about tattoos and laws before. But they... A ten-year-old can't get a tattoo. I guess not. Wait, wasn't there a joke in The Simpsons about... Yes, The Simpsons is always a good point for reality. I know it's like, you know... That's also... It's a satirical show, but... (laughs) What episode are you talking about? I don't know. I just remember Bart getting a tattoo at one point. No, it was a rub-on tattoo. Was it? Yeah. Didn't he go to a tattoo place? No, because then... That's the one where he drinks the slushy and joins the Scouts. And he goes on, like, the bender. Like, the bender. It's like, oh, you guys in your green pixie dust drink. Your Barney's there. I could have sworn there was an episode where he got a real tattoo. No. He got his ear pierced. Remember how big of a deal that was in The Simpsons? Where he's like, you got your ear pierced? Sparkle, sparkle. And then Homer managed to save a sub uh, a submarine, yeah? By putting the earring in it. I guess. To stop water. But anyway, the point that I was going to make was that... <coughs> uh, until I heard you mention the teenagers thing, was that a bunch of characters in the 2017 film also had tattoos. Ah, so but they were connection t- But again? they were adults, yeah. But yeah, with that film, though... I, I had I got this sense that maybe it was just because the actors had them rather than because it was like made sense. Yeah. Although the main girl did get a lot of body scarring throughout the film in 2017. Yes, this one got some scarring when spiders came out of it. Yes, it you was know, scary. You know, one of my favorite bits in this is Sebastian stands older than them because he's ascended already. Is that the actor's name, Sebastian? Stan? Yes. What's his character's name? Which one's he? Chase. Chase. All right. Yep. He um has ascended already because he's eight. He's over eighteen and yes. he's got powers, right? Mm-hmm. But he's still in high school. And you know what it reminded me of? Oh, the, the, boy, the boy next, next door. door. He's almost twenty. He's like Noah. He's almost twenty. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, so you mean nineteen? No, almost twenty. He's <laughs> still in high school yeah. though. Almost twenty. Yeah, and he's hunky. Which one was the hunkiest for you in this film? Um. Well, Caleb did get a lot of shirtless scenes. No, oh, so you like your shirtlessness. Well, you what say, about you Blondie? You say like. I thought we were talking about like an objective hunkiness. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I said which one do you, did you like the most? Oh, wh- which one is the hunkiest for you, and which one do you like the most in terms of hunky? Um... Yeah, it's hard. It, it's, it's... I'm going to go with... It's hard to tell them apart. It's going <laughs> to go with Taylor Kitsch. For both answers, because he's the longish-haired one, and when you see him with his shirt off, not only does he have not a six-pack or an eight-pack, but, like, a 12-pack, he just keeps going. I'm very impressed with how much he dedicated himself hmm. to physically getting prepared for this role. You know, some people say, Ryan, he was a model. All of them were models before they got the role. And so he would have been fit for being a model. But I say, no, 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 no. See him here, Taylor Kitsch? He, he, you know, he is all about method acting, you know, he's, 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 he got physically ready for the role, because he's the, his, 
the angry, jealous, hothead type who... Do, do you who, reckon he's actually talking to Caleb over the phone? Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. They're friends. You know, he, he thinks his real name is Caleb. Say your lines, you know, when you talk to me. Oh, look, a darkling. I'm glad that they explained that. So here's one of my favourite scenes in the entire movie, Bartek. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the scene indicates that you can survive death by just using magic to reassemble yourself. But here's the best part. He stops his car because he's like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, oh, and the truck driver just keeps going. <laughs> and I was watching this with my girlfriend and she goes, oh, man, that poor truck driver. He didn't even go back to see if he was OK. I'm like, the truck driver did stop driving. Mm. He just kept going. So who's the real monster here? And I think the answer is society. You know, society breeds these type of people. And you know? society is represented by one truck driver? And, and a Darkling. And a Darkling? Who yeah. Isn't the Darkling's a dead person. Yeah, it's a dead person. Yeah. Well, that guy might have been a dick. Didn't they mention that they see the Darkling multiple times? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like a warning. Do do we see that as well? Yes. Yes, we see Because every time they mention I'm like, oh, I remember the one time, because it was like the no, one time it really stood there's, out. There's one where he's in the car, and then there's one where... He's in bed, and we, as the audience, can see, like, the Darkling's fingers in the front of the frame of the shot dripping. Mm-hmm. He wakes up and looks, and there he is, and he screams and dissipates again. Oh, and then yeah, it's like it's only we see it through the main character's perspectives. Like, all the other characters, except for Blondie, see the Darkling, too. Mm-hmm. Which also makes it weird, because it's like, oh, it might be blonde, the blonde guy, because he doesn't see the Darkling. So it makes it like for us, the audience thinking, oh, is he the villain? Because he's the one who uses his powers recklessly. Mm. Now, can we go in depth now? About the law? Oh, you fucking know I love the law. I am the law. 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 You know, Judge Red, he loves law. No, his brother Rico loved it more. Law. Mm, that's, uh, I know that scene. That's one of the best parts of Judge Dredd is the casting. You really do believe that they are brothers in that movie because they both speak gibberish. Okay. Like, they both have different, like, Stallone has his, like, and his brother Rico is like, and it's like, ah, ah, that's good. They both have stupid ways of speaking. That's uh, little touches, little touches. They're they're both black-haired men that are really fit. So what did you want to get into, Ryan? Well, I wanted to get into magic. And whether these guys are witches or warlocks. Because mm-hmm. warlocks are male witches, yeah? That's always been my interpretation. In in the Harry Potter universe, I don't know if they ever acknowledge warlocks. They just always say witches and wizards. Yeah. Um, I, I think one of the other schools has warlocks. Maybe. I, I always got this impression that warlocks was meant to be something else. But also, do you ever play Spyro 2? Of course. There's a level in the third hub world, it's like uh, Cloud Temples, I think it's called, where there's these like red dogs that like shoot magic stuff, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they were called warlocks, and that was my first time being introduced to that word, so I always got this impression that like warlocks were like magic monsters, but then again, I there think... are interpretations of them being like humanistic, so I don't really know yeah, uh, in the fantasy universe what... Warlocks I think technically are. I think warlocks for me have always been like they're servants of Satan with magic. Okay, so more like satanic wizards. Yeah, that's what I always get the feeling of with warlocks. But Maybe. I always thought they were basically male witches, because you can have a male witch without being a wizard. There are differences, 
I think wizards a lot of the time rely on not just wands, but like herbal potions and stuff as well. Mm. Uh, witches do that too, but it seems like witches often will just use like magic. Well, wizards not so much, you know what I mean by that? Like they have to use mm. spells and incantations. Well, in this movie, they don't use, they say they're called spells, but they just like shoot energy at each other. And that's about it. Like, they don't have to say words yeah, or the they climax, don't have to do anything. The climax was all a bunch of physical fighting actions, but, like, in long distance. Yeah, can you imagine if the Harry Potter movies did this with all, like... Because Harry Potter have their fight sequences. That's the problem. Harry Potter have their fight sequences, but they're a bit lame because they still have to say, Expelliarmus! Well, in, in the lore of that series, like, if you're really good, you don't have to say the words. But I, I see what you mean. They definitely rely on wands the whole time. Yeah, I don't. Wands. I can't remember if there's any, like, human that can do anything without a wand. Oh, no, I guess, like... Yeah, because when he was a kid, before he found out what wizards were, he could do, like, little things. Yeah, like, he could lift things. So I guess there is talk some to stuff snakes. you can do without wands. Well, did he do things on his own? I always thought well, those were things being done by others, like the snake. It was a bit weird in the movie. I've only seen the movies. So okay, well, my point of reference is the with, movies. Like with, in the movies, well, like, with, the, with the snake thing, the fact that he has that weird connection with Voldemort means that he could talk to snakes. That's that's specifically on him. Yeah, but, but there's this the, whole thing about like um, people who are scouted to be wizards but don't know what they are. Like sometimes don't realize what's happening. Weird things happen around them. Like remember in the third film, he makes his aunt like inflate. Yeah, because he's a nice guy. Because he's pissed off. It's like our poor friend Chase Collins in this movie. Mm. Chase Collins is spoiler the bad guy. Yes. I know. Who would have guessed that the character that only turns up, uh, like you know, at the start of the movie, he's new to the environment, is the one that fucks shit up. I know. I'm. I was surprised too. You know. I actually thought it was the blonde guy. Right. Can you give us the gasp that you gave that you made when you found out. <gasps> what? It's not Blondie. Oh, I asked for a gasp, and he gave the words as well. That, that was a part of the gasp. Wow. It was a big gasp. Yeah. I actually, no, no, my actual gasp was, <gasps> it's not Blondie. And then I said words, which was, or the headmaster? Or what was his name? Provost. He was Provost or something. He wasn't headmaster. Something like that. He was like, like, you know, like proctology expert. <laughs> <laughs> Sebastian Stan, go to the proctologists, please. Oh, I can't wait to go to the proctologist. This movie doesn't have enough gayness in it already. <laughs> proctologist, Ryan. Speaking of bums. Go on. We're about to see one. Oh, I, I rewound this scene a few times. Not just because I'm a pervert, but I also lost the moment where he said that she doesn't wear panties. Like, I kind of just skimmed over that line. So when it just blew up, I'm like, oh, oh hold on. She's not wearing any underwear. Am I crazy? Did that just happen? And then I skimmed back and I'm like, oh, she doesn't. Hmm. Wow, that was scary. That was scary. And this is a PG-13 she, she movie. forgot, Ryan. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, this movie got PG-13 because... Because it's natural. Well, they... I love this old guy dancing. Oh, he got away from me. He's no longer there. There was an old guy just dancing behind him with a mustache. He was great. Cool. My favorite thing in this movie is the trivia. But the trivia is like this movie had to get a PG thirteen rating, so they um CGI'd over with some CGI oh, the steam, steam. The steam in the shower scenes yeah. of what was fully naked men. Yes. Now I'm wondering, is the director and or writer gay? Maybe. Maybe. Gaby. Hmm. Gaby? It's maybe in it's what you say in terms of like homosexual things. Gay by. <laughs> gay by gaby. 
Oh wow, so don't you love this, that, that was a nice little spinning shot there, the camera spins around. Now, Bartek. Bartek. Well, now we've watched movies involving magic, lore, and the magical world. Yeah, Your Highness. Your Highness, you know, Meet Dave, sci-fi of course, but it still had a lore to it, and, mm -hmm. and Red Riding Hood of course, and you know, Baby's Day Out was a bit magical. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. We talked about... Magic in uh, the wedding date, but not yeah, no, for not for the films. It. Reasons it didn't have magic in it. Yes, you know, there's magic in a lot of films. You know, I, I did say the term magic gigolo many times. But, oh, sorry. Are like, you a gigolo? Mystic gigolo. I don't know. Whatever. So um, lore. So, what is it about this film's lore and magic in comparison to other films with magic that really grabbed your attention? I liked the whole idea. Of the ascending, yeah. Of this, of this like bit of like law. I don't want to keep using that word, but like this mystic thing that happens to someone in a point of their life that humans that don't have any sort of magic can relate to, like this coming of age idea. Mm. Like you turn eighteen, and that's where you like fully mature, and you find out if you're gonna be, you know, fucked up for the rest of your life or not. And also there's this whole idea of, like, oh, you can will it over to someone and, like, sacrifice yourself. Like, I found that interesting. Yeah. What about the whole fact that um, the, the side effects of using magic? Because we don't older. see a lot of that in films where magic, the use of it, has deadly side effects in that kind of way. Mm. Usually it's like Red Riding Hood, if you keep being the wolf for a very long time, you become the wolf. Mm. Or sometimes, and this isn't necessarily just talking about video games, but like... I love video you, games. I, I do too, but like, you know, you use magic, you use up this kind of resource you have, and you have to wait for it to like replenish or mm. find some way to replenish it. Um, some, not necessarily, you know, I say video games because they have like MP and stuff like that in RPGs, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I Abe's heard, Odyssey, yeah. Yeah, but I have heard that there's a lot of, or have heard, have also seen things... Where, like, yeah, okay, we I've used some magic, i got to chill out for a bit before I can use more. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they say. Hold on, dudes, I just used some magic, i got to chill out for a little bit. I, I don't think... Blaze Harry... me up some weed, I'll be back in the game. <laughs> yeah. Harry, and, Harry and Voldemort uh... sits down and he's like, Alright, Harry, I'm a bit puffed too. Yeah, Harry Potter, you know, they need to, they need to chill out. They, they, don't have, they have privilege that they need to acknowledge. I don't think they get tired when they use magic. No, I don't think so because they're using it wand based a lot of the time. Like maybe if they did have like that kind of stuff where they don't use the wand, like, it, the, it, like, like Voldemort, I guess. Like he stretched himself out to well, he, different Horcruxes to survive, and that kind of fucked him well, up. Well, he was fucking up his body doing that. Yeah, so. but that's what I mean. Like that's the equivalent in that world. Like he used it's, magic to fuck himself. Yeah, up. Yeah, but I'm saying the difference between like you know using a knife to cut salami and using a knife to cut yourself. It's like one's obviously going to tire you out by virtue. If you are friend. Luke Pevro, who's well, been mean, on the show before, you use salami, so you use cutting salami and cutting yourself in the same motion. So what does that say? More meat? I don't know. More meat, more <laughs> blood. I like my salami bloody. No, I get what you're saying. I, I do like that. That this is like it ages you. Like his dad's forty-four years old, and he looks like a hundred. Yeah, and something years old, and he's like, I'm alive. But no, I have a caretaker who doesn't cut my nails. Like, his nails are really long. See, do we see the caretaker after we see the dad? Yes. Yeah? 
Yes, he's there. Every time you go to see the dad, the caretaker is there. He's like, are you supposed to be bringing the girl here? And they're like, shut up. Or like when the mum comes up to see the dad, he's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, shut up. Everyone just says shut up to him. And he's like, I get no respect. He's, he's, he's Rodney Dangerfield. No, I get no respect. No respect. Where was oh, boy. In this, wait, was he? He was dead. Right. He died like in the 90s. He did. He was in The Simpsons. Hmm. He was Mr. Burns' son. Oh, yeah, there was an episode like that. <laughs> you say that like like there's a possibility that there may not have been. I don't remember a lot of The Simpsons. Really? I I watched it a lot, but I don't know. Just... That's a great episode. That's one of my favorite lines from a minor guest appearance character where he's like he runs up to the train and he's selling all this shit to the people on the train. Like he's like, you know, I got rocks with googly eyes and I've got like a uh, swirly Pepsi bottles. And you think this is crap? You should see the stuff I've got back there. <laughs> and it's just like the the amount of vigor he says it with, and that Rodney Dangerfield way he says it, and they draw him exactly like Rodney Dangerfield. It's great, but this film didn't this have isn't, this. Isn't a gay scene? No, no, no. It's not. It's not straight either. It's gay in a different definition of the word. Happy. I guess. Yeah. Happy, you know, I'm I'm happy. I'm wa- I'm happy. I watched this film. You know, you know I- what? It's gay in the sense that the Simpsons used it in that one episode with Jimbo. Yeah, yeah. Which one? Where Nelson and Lisa were dating. Ah, ah. I thought you were referencing that this whole entire movie was a reference to that. I'm like, no. If anything, it's like the Witches of Salem episode of The Simpsons, Trias of Horror, where. Marge and Selma and Patty are witches, mm-hmm. and and like Marge gets like executed and she's like that's it fuck you and her hair explodes into bats you know i would Great like to see, i would like to see jimbo in this world i would also like to see sloppy jimbos in this world a lovely fresh sloppy jimbo you looking at me like you don't know that is one is that that's the one where the teachers eat students oh yeah yeah so and they're like mm, for some reason i was sloppy jimbos i remember that yeah i for some reason i was thinking of billy madison well, I also think of Billy Madison a lot when I'm having a sloppy Jimbo. I'm like, hmm, Billy Madison, the one of the stronger Adam Sandler films. Because there's a lunch, there's a weird lunch lady in that film for like one scene, which is like, get your sloppy Joe's extra sloppy or something like yes, that. Yes, that's exactly how she sounds. Yeah, it's like Chris Farley's in that movie too as the bus driver. Mm. Remember him? Yes, I do. No talking on the bus. And then he died. Yes. Weird. Now, here we have this little uh, leggy... Now, did you know, according to the trivia, now, this really shocked me, that this spider... Are you going to say the two letters? I'm going to say the three letters. Oh, you're going to add the I. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I am so shocked that this, along with all the spiders, are not real. They're CG. I. Mm. CG. I. Computer-generated images. No, they're more computer-generated imaginations because this film That's really used imagination very artsy way of putting it yeah. well i mean i'm an artist but like i host a podcast that means i'm an artist Me too. what i have to say is important me too and everything that i say is important thus i am important me so too. you should listen to me yeah me too i like that this chick in the dream gets a spider up the nose and doesn't react like she's like i'm fine because dreams are meant to be weird did you know i love dreams what if, Ryan, you have a dream, and then there's a part where someone reacts, Oh, nothing's happening to me! Yeah. 
<laughs> what if someone had a dream where nothing happened? Yeah, that's that's that's. Uh, in all well, fairness, no, no, I'm not saying you wake up and say, "Oh, nothing happened," but in the dream itself, someone reacts to something not happening. Oh, nothing. Oh, nothing's happening. Why is this a dream? What if someone's just twitchy all the time? Then they get shot, and they're like, this "But is what happens if they're really sweaty?" Why is everyone so sweaty in this movie? Also, why does he have a puffer fish light? I love that little touch. I love that little touch. You know, like like Taylor Kitsch is a guy who rides a motorcycle and he likes to get in jealous brawls, but he likes puffer fish. Maybe he got into a fight with a Japanese biker and <coughs> then they made up. And then and Sergeant said, Kabuki Man came and then, over and stopped him. And then him. they said, you know, come to my, come to my Kasan's restaurant. Also go there. And they had some blowfish there, and they're like, you know what? I like this. I need a lamp of this. And then Sebastian Stan walked in there, and he's like, motherfucker, didn't know that he ate fugu fish. Mm. And if you don't serve that and prepare that properly, you'll die. So, like the <laughs> Simpsons. That's exactly what I was referencing, because that's the only point of reference I have for that. Mm. George Takei. Got to cut it just right. George Takei is uh, the voice of um, the Japanese restaurant owner. Akira? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's a nice fact. I think he voices him a lot of the time. But I think in like the early episodes, or maybe the other way around, in later episodes, he doesn't voice him. They just get one of the normal ones to do it. But George K does the voice of Akira for most of the time. I think he's definitely the one who's like, Mr. Spackle. No, that's not... Well, oh, Mr. Spackle. That's nice, yeah. I love this teacher. I haven't seen a teacher this good since Vampire Academy. Mm. Again, another film that really was Has inspired lore. by this. Yeah. You know, there's lots of mystery. Stephen King, you know, Dreamcatcher was the shit. Do you get that joke? Yes, because that is a book that Stephen King made, and apparently it is about a bunch of friends who are boys. No. Yes, but do you get the joke? It's, it's similar to this film or something, right? Yeah, he's, he's the joke, Bartek. Yes. Stephen King was on a lot of ketamine, right? He was on a lot of drugs. Mm-hmm. He had, a, like, a car crash right Mm -hmm. and he watched Psycho Mm -hmm. and he always said Psycho did something that I've never seen happen before they made the shower scary he was really high so he said to himself I want to make the toilet scary Mm -hmm. it's and he's and since Stephen King's a bit of an egomaniac especially when he's on drugs he's like only I could do that so he wrote Dreamcatcher which is a movie and a book there's a book and a movie about poo monsters that come out of the toilets. Mm-hmm. So when this kid says Dreamcatcher was the shit. It was about the shit. It was about shit. Okay. So I like the little um, picture behind him of him dressed up as a football player. When he was 75. No. Then why is he wearing a 75? Because that's how smart he is. His IQ is 75? Yeah, and hence he... Well, isn't that like Forrest Gump's IQ? And Forrest Gump was a football player. <laughs> He was. And he also he also did everything. This is actually Forrest Gump now. Wait, what was that word you used? Winded? What? He also... Oh, no, he did everything. Oh, it sounded like you said winded everything. He winded everything. Like, he just loved wind so much. Like, I was like, was that a joke of, like, you? the past tense of win is, like, winded and you're being, like, 75 IQ smart? Or, like, I got the fucking was, was box a- of chocolates. I love Forrest Gump, but how practically everyone other than Forrest in that, in the movie at least, are terrible people that he should probably never be around. Mm, he meets even a lot of corrupt people in the book as well. 
it's like his mum is a nice enough lady, but she like whores herself out. Mm. And then Jenny. <sighs> Jenny is possibly the worst person <laughs> I've ever seen in a film. She's terrible. She is so manipulative and evil. In the book, there's a scene where um, they have sex and he and Forrest Gump describes it as like, we was just going all over the place. At one point, we ended up in the sink for some reason. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. The book's really... It's one of my favourite books. It's my favourite fiction book, I think. Is the movie... Does the movie do justice? I saw the movie first, to be fair. Yeah, but, you know, you still... Can. I mean, obviously, a lot of stuff are left out. The movie's great, you know. In the book, does he go to space? Yeah. He does go to space. He goes with an orangutan, I think. Really? Yeah. But not in the film. No. He <laughs> Too goes... much. R- Renee Zellweger's there. It's where I first heard her name, in fact. Renee Zellweger's in the book? Yeah. As herself? I mean, she's not acting there, but it's Renee Zellweger. No, like, the character is Renee Zellweger. It's... Yeah, he, he meets Renee Zellweger. When is this set? How often is Renee Zellweger? Because the movie came out in the early 90s. Yeah? Was she yeah. a thing? She wasn't really a thing till like, the early 2000s. I guess there was... Uh, what's it called? Uh, Empire Records. But... Oh, well, there you go. That was late 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I should have fucking realised. I didn't even think of that. Look at fucking Taylor Kitsch here. The long-haired one in the middle. Look at that fucking physique. What a... Ch- and those nipples. They're so erect for no apparent reason. But look at our main character's belly button. Well, we can't now, but... Oh, here's a CGI steam scene. I, I can't tell that CG was used. Uh, it's really maybe, flawless. Maybe they're smoking drugs. I love how gay this is. That's, <laughs> a, that's the highest praise I can give this movie. Is it's balls <laughs> to... the talent guy. Yeah. Okay, see, this is the part that confused me, because the weakness of the film is all of the, all of the actors, except for the blonde guy, look the same. And then this guy here, like, smashes Sebastian Stan against the locker. And I'm like, wait, why is Taylor Kitsch so mad? And Taylor Kitsch walks into the frame. I'm like, hold on a second. I need to do my fucking homework. Yeah, right. You need to recognize your hunk. My hunk? Yeah. And, and this In is, the trunk. And this was a weird thing. Like, the main character is kind of like, my man, to this guy. Well, just, you know, he's, uh, he's always up for foosball, though. Yeah, that is true. There was foosball earlier in the film, so it was set up. And I think it's he says my man because at this point he's been manipulated to some degree by the principal saying, you know, like, feed into him. You know, basically, like, like be with him. You know, like, he's helping the school out. He's prestigious. You, you've got it. I'm 75. I am. I'm IQ 75, yet I'm in charge of a private all-boys <laughs> school that has girls. He was inspired by Forrest Gump. You know, Forrest Gump, he did go through a lot of crazy things. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was, like, a third book where he became an, like, academy headmaster or something. Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great? So this film here, fun fact. Inspired it, by Forrest Gump, the book, clearly. It's based on nothing, though. There's no books, there's no films, there's no graphic novels. This isn't a totally original concept. Yes. With lots <laughs> of fan fiction. Well, we can only dream... We didn't bring Over any. Over 2,400 on fanfiction.net. Now, Bartek, I'm going to ask you a big question now. This is serious. Imagine you did a little bit of research after the film was done. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fair to say that I've seen way more films than you. Maybe. Who knows? Probably. Or at least I have an encyclopedic knowledge of films. Like, you may have seen Equal, but you don't remember them as much as I. Maybe. Yeah? Who knows? Let's not measure our dicks. Just where are you going with this? This film, yes. I don't know if you saw this in your research, this film is very much like another film called The Craft. Have you seen The Craft? I've read the title The Craft many times in the YouTube comments. 
Yes, you have. Mm -hmm. Now, The Craft is an excellent film. Appreciate it. Like, its IMDb rating may not always be as high as it is, but it is an esteemed cult classic movie Mm -hmm. where the plot is four, five um, high school girls that are the outsiders, the rebels, the the weirdos, uh, persecuted by the popular kids and whatever, and they're Wiccans, you know, they're witches and stuff like that. And they slowly get the powers and know how to do the curses and spells and whatever, and uh, it all spirals out of control from there. One of the characters is really mentally unhinged. You know, she's the the goth chick and the really persecuted one, you know, with the broken family and all that kind of stuff, and, and the one that gets screwed over a lot by people. So she's the Sebastian Stan in this one, where she gets drunk with power and does it for pure revenge kind of stuff and wants more and more power. She doesn't really want revenge against her own covenant uh, of her own or whatever until they kind of go, no, you're crazy kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So a lot of similarities. You know, this movie is different at the same time. It's with men. You know, they're they're male witches. They're rich. They're in the popular crowd. Um, This takes place at the private school. The other one takes place, I'm pretty sure, at a Catholic school or, or public school. Uh, and it's really good. I recommend checking it out as well. The Craft is a very good film. It has a very uh, a very similar start to this film, but it is different. Yeah, and uh, the, the thing that I kept coming across is people kept mentioning, oh, this is the gay version of The Craft. Mm. People who watch The Craft would just say, no, The Craft is the gay version of The Craft. It's the lesbian version of The Craft. There's a dark link. Um, is the lesbian version of The Craft because the main evil chick's pretty dikey. <laughs> and it's pretty good film. I would recommend checking it out. I mean, it's no The Covenant. The Covenant has something... It's no The 2017 version either. No, nothing is. Did Roger Ebert review this film while he was still alive? That's a good question. I didn't check. Uh, he would have loved it. Because you know how much he loved men? Mm, probably. He, he, he was he, always co-hosting with them. He loved men. He was like, I love men. You know, I love men. So, um, yeah, The Craft is one of those quintessential 90s films. It's a very 90s product film. And this movie, you know, the people who are in it, made it as well, would have been inspired by it a lot. I'm not saying that this is... This is still an original film, but it has a homage, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yep. It's his own... Now, Bartek, you're a swimming expert. You're I... an excellent swimmer. I have swam. <coughs> you know, and that's all you need is to be able to swim. Now, when you're swimming... It's been a while, but yeah. In freestyle, of course. Mm-hmm. And you're racing the best freestyler. And you've been hiding really well that you're evil and magical. Mm-hmm. Do you on purposely look facing towards the hero, the one that powers you want to suck away, and use your powers that, you know, in front of them so that you could win? Even though you were winning to begin with? Is that something you would do? Um, if they were hunky, maybe. Now, here's something I thought, Bartek. You know how he hits his head here? Yes. I was actually expecting this. And this is why I like the movie. Because sometimes with an unappreciated masterpiece, you still go in with negative expectations. You know, you go, there must be a reason, right? Mm-hmm. I thought, he hits his head here. And I really thought at the end of the movie... He was going to get, like, slammed against a wall or something, and then he would wake up, and he's, like, in the med bay, and he's hit his head from this incident really hard, and everything you've seen is fake. Mm-hmm. 
from the rest of the movie and, onwards. And Chase is just like, dude, you're right. Yeah, he's actually a nice let's, guy. Let's go get ice cream. He's actually a nice guy. <laughs> like, Chase is the nicest guy you could ever be around. Dude, I'm sorry. Like, I had this like weird shiny stone in my you know goggles, and it makes my eyes look weird. I, yeah, it's, it's annoying. It weighs me down. You know what I loved about that sequence? Mm. It was one of the few movies that says, "Yeah, you know, swimming. Let's make that intense." You never really see intense swimming moments in films in that degree, mm. in like a pool racing each other. Because it's also hard because I couldn't tell which one was which. Could you until the evil one used his eye magic? I mean, based on which lane they were in, I was like, oh well, he, main character's clearly in like the one that's closer to the camera, the one that's winning. Well, I I, I actually couldn't tell who was winning, but <laughs> yeah. I, I could tell which one was which at least. Oh, you could. I, I had a hard time until I, the guy used his I eye knew, magic. I only knew because of you know what lane they were in. Oh, like the main character started in this lane, therefore that would be him. Hey, his seventy-five picture moved. It was on the other side of his shoulder in the previous scene. Clearly he was picking it up and looking at it. And, and saying, I'm now 76. <laughs> this picture doesn't reflect my... <laughs> Puts it down. And then he says, life is like a box of chocolates. Because I got to make the reference. You never know what you're going to get, except for evil male witches. You know you're going to get them. And then he like he licks the picture. Hmm. And then you find out it's not 75, it's 57. <laughs> oh, okay. That that actually counters what I was about to say, yeah. I, I knew you were going to say something like... Just Forrest Gump never did yeah. that. That's what I was going to say. But then I'm like, oh, well, it was 55, then yeah. Yeah, 57. 57, sorry. Flipped yes. the numbers around. I, I underestimated him. You overestimated. On the fact that he was 75 to begin with. Well, I mean, that was... That is, was the... is Forrest actually 75? He's in the 70-something range. Sometimes I thought he was like 81 or something. I haven't watched the film he's in a very long time. I would say he's somewhere between 75 and 81. Is the book as depressing as the film? Well, the book's really a comedy, so... I mean, the film's a comedy too, but it is, you know, depressing. It's, it's, it is a depressing... It's a first-person book, so... You, so you see it, everything through his happy-go-lucky eyes. You see it through his perspective, yeah. I mean, you do in the film too... But that's what makes but, it tragic and funny but, as well. It's like but, Major or Lieutenant Dan has no legs and he's really depressed. But in the and Forrest f- is like, he should be happy. He alive. But in the film, like you are seeing it from a third person perspective by virtue of the fact that you're watching it from the camera's view. Oh, obviously. And and obviously we're not going to get hardcore Henry of Forrest and, Gump. And there will be things that happen there which we can interpret that we're not going to like see through Forrest's thought process. Is the book also him telling these stories on a park bench? No, I think it's as it's happening. I, uh, I don't think there's a framing device in the book. Because I, I think that's what happening. makes it more first person in the film, because it's kind of hard to that's do That's a it. good point, actually. Is yeah. His narration is him telling it to other people. You know what's kind of weird, though? In the sequel, he meets Tom Hanks, and Tom Hanks says the life is like a box of chocolates. Oh, it's like, so oh. it gets meta. Yeah. Is I, the I, sequel any good? It was it was good, but the first one was better. Was it called Forrest Gumps again? It was called Gump and Co. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. What happened to Bubba? I can't remember what happens to Bubba, but the company fails. Oh, really? Yeah. It was, it was successful, wasn't it? In the film, yeah. Oh, and in the book it wasn't? Well, at the end of the first book, you know, it was. But I guess in the second book, something happens early on. That, like, oh, and the film is only based on the first book, because that's well, the company, came out. Well, the company's a real company, isn't it? So that's... Bubba Gump? Shrimp? G- no, Gump and Co. 
Or oh, bubblegum. Yeah, yeah, the bubblegum shrimp thing, yeah. I, I think it's a real company, and that was, like, the joke of the film. Oh, well. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a shrimp expert. Well, yeah, me neither, but I just... Is it I a shrimp-based it. company? I think so. Oh, that's excellent. I didn't know that. I learned a fact that isn't about 99 Luft Balloons today. Yeah. I'm really proud of that. you want me to lend you the books sometime? Oh, you know, maybe. Is there an audio book of it with Tom Hanks reading it? Yeah. I feel like that would be a thing. You know, yeah. I've never considered if it has an audio book, but yeah, since it's first person and it has like his like, you know, pronunciation. Oh, but could you spellings. imagine how hard it would be listening to Forrest talk at you for eight <laughs> hours? <laughs> <laughs> the best audio reading in a book ever. And it's simply because the actor played the character in the film version as well of this, and he is this character, is Jeremy Irons reading Lolita. Mm-hmm. Um, he is Humbert Humbert. Like, there is no one else. I mean, the Stanley Kubrick version of Lolita is very good too, but Jeremy Irons' film is not as good, but he is the character of... I didn't know there was another one. I've only read the book. I haven't seen any adaptations of it. Yeah, there's the book and there's Stanley Kubrick's version, which is very good, and then there's a 90s version with Jeremy Irons, which is pretty good. It's not as good as the book, obviously, because the book goes into depravity so much but jeremy irons is so good as the character like he in is the audiobook. no no in the film and the book like you okay. know when you see certain actors in films and you're like even if the film's not very good you're like man they're nailing they the this they're yeah. nailing this even if it's not based on something you're like they're nailing this and then they don't go on to do anything else with it, or it's not very well remembered other than their performance being great, perhaps, you know? And that's yeah. Jeremy Irons. He reads the book of the leader, and it's so uncomfortable. That book's uncomfortable. The whole book is basically you're getting the pers- the, the views on from him. Mm-hmm. You're getting first-person views on why he's come to this point in his life where he wants to have sex with an underage girl. Yeah. And it gets to the point where you're like, I, I understand. Yes. I understand. Yeah. And then you're like, Oh no. And it's one of those things where it's like the author's intention and the author himself was weird and creepy. Who played Humbert Humbert in the creepy oh, I can't remember. I mean, I know Peter Sellers is in the original one as, the, the, as the, have, like a butler, I think. I have heard he was in it, but I couldn't remember if he was Humbert Humbert. I can't remember the actor off the top of my head. But yeah, Lolita, the who, but the, the Covenant, which is an original film. You know, mm. it may be basing itself on the craft, but here's something. Partek, you know, we were talking about you doing a bit of research before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you found a quiz. You found a little quiz. Oh, yes, yes, yep. And I haven't done the quiz. Mm-hmm. I wanted you, and I haven't read it, because I just trusted you. Now, I want you to quiz me yep. on this. Now, now let's explain. What is this quiz? Is this a who are you, when, or is it just I, a trivia? When I found it, I thought it was a which character from the Covenant are you quiz, but then after I did it, I read the title of the quiz, and it's which the Covenant boy is your soulmate. I like they are technically boys because they are not over 18 yet, so they're oh, yeah, still well, not By the men. end, one of them is a man. Well, Sebastian Stan's a boy, and not a man. He's um, almost 20. I think, I think my soulmate was your favourite boy. Oh, Taylor Kitsch? I think so. I, ca- Pogue. I can't remember completely. So, okay, let's quiz me. Okay, so so this is what, question one? Okay, let's yes. nail this. Ryan, look, I, the first question is, what out of your friends would you consider yourself? Okay, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. 
leader, keep them in keep them in control. Yep, yeah, sure, sure. I love keeping them in control. The sporty one. Yeah, sure, sure. Sports. Woo. The troublemaker, and then there's a quote from you. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, look, unattended mail truck. Whoa. Okay, yeah. so that's the quote. That's the quote from the you troublemaker. You're the troublemaker. You hey, said look, that. unattended mail truck. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're the troublemaker, and you're quoted as saying, "Look, unattended mail truck," or the quiet, almost invisible one. Quiet. I like how quiet's repeated again. Yeah, yeah. It gets, no, I'm gonna go with the leader. Yeah, keep them in control. I love keeping them in control. I don't know who them are. Your, but... fr- your friends. Yeah, it could be anyone. Well, the question was about you and your group of friends. It could be anyone. Okay. Ryan, question two. Do you have your friends' backs? Friends without apostrophe, obviously. Uh, all the way, no matter what? Yeah. <laughs> the, oh, so that was part of the question. The, the first possible answer, possible response is, yeah, of course. What kind of friend would it be if I didn't? Yeah, sure. Question two, and this one also has a quote. Oh, good. This isn't the quote, though. No, they better have my back when I do something. And the quote from you is, shit, gotta go. But shit's, like, censored because, you know. Of course. Yeah. I don't I don't swear. Yeah. They have the same phone as me, though, in this movie. They have solid Nokias. The third option is, yeah, what are friends for? And the fourth answer is, yeah, but with two dots at the end. So what's the difference between three of those answers? <laughs> the first one is, <laughs> yes, what kind of friends Fred would be if I, I didn't? didn't yeah. The one is, no, but they better have my back, but then you... Right, yeah, you yeah, said yeah, shit, yeah. gotta go, which means that you... Yeah, I've gotta go. You gotta go. The third <laughs> answer is, yeah, what are friends for? Which is more philosophical about the concept of friendship rather than the first one, okay, which is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to be good friend. And the last one's like, yeah, but with two dots, and so maybe it's like an awkward... I'm gonna go with or... the philosophical one. Of... What are friends for? Yeah, what are friends for? Yeah, okay, good one. <clears throat> question three, Ryan. <laughs> three of those answers were the same. <laughs> when you read that question, I'm like, is it gonna be yes or no? And I saw there was four answers. I'm like, what are the other variants of this? <laughs> well, Ryan, what are the four variants of this one? Have you seen The Covenant? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Let me guess. Yes, no... I think I have maybe. Not quite. The oh, first one is yes, great movie. <laughs> Which I guess that's the answer, but let's listen to the rest. <clears throat> yeah, it was good. Had its moments though. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, but it had its moments. Can I just point something out while while this scene's happening? Yeah. I looked earlier on. This is what you call real good filmmaking. The bike that you see you see him used throughout the film, but you never really associate as his bike until he gets on it at this sequence here. When he was in the, he's in an auto shop earlier on the phone. You see the bike yeah, in the foreground getting fixed. Method acting, yeah. When it getting fixed. Yeah, so I, I really like the little touches like that. Yeah, you were saying so. So have I seen it? Yeah, yes, like, great film. Yes, great movie. Yeah, was good. Had its moments though, which almost like, had its moments though. <laughs> yeah, which is two compliments really. <clears throat> Third option is nah. Had better things to do. Dot dot dot. And the last one is, I might later. <laughs> I'm going to go with the second one. Yeah, it was good, had its moments, though. I think, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that Despite one. it being good, it had its moments. Yeah. Ryan, this one's not a question. Oh, good. <clears throat> I love ones that aren't questions. Comment. Yay! First option, no. Okay. Second yeah. option, maybe. No. Third, sure. Fourth option, yeah, totally. <laughs> I don't know what that means. 
<laughs> yeah, totally. I don't know what that means. Okay. Like, what does it mean? Just comment. Like, give us a comment. All right. And uh, despite that question, this one actually goes back to being relevant. <clears throat> oh, good. I love relevancy. Number five. If I told you the guys were hot, would you follow me? And in brackets, especially if you saw them. Would I physically follow you? Would I, like, pledge my allegiance Ryan, to... just take... Just interpret the question <laughs> however you want. Okay. First option. Maybe. <laughs> Second option. Maybe. I don't know. Again, I need there to, are two dots. I need to figure out the actual intent of the question. <laughs> Second question. Uh, option. Yes, if you didn't lie to me. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Oh, well, so what the boys aren't hot. I guess. Uh, is that what it means? Like, like, yes, I would. If you didn't lie. Right, like, inter- I saw the boys inter- and their uggos. Interpret it for yourself. Third option. No. Well, if I like my result. I... <laughs> I don't know what that means. And the last option is yes. I don't know what... <laughs> I, I'm going to go with what I didn't understand, which was no. Well, if I liked my result. I don't know what that means. And the last... Que- well, it's not a question, but it's... Oh, none of them have been questions. <laughs> Number six. Again, let fate decide. And then it has like a... I don't know what that means either. A greater than dot less than emote. It's like this, like, ooh, kind of face. Um, And all four options are result, please. So you'd have to pick result, please. The first one, second one, third one, or fourth one. Ah, <sighs> well, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm going to choose the third one. Third one? You know, when you were in high school, when we were in high school and we had to do multiple choice questions, if I didn't know the answer, I would always choose C. Yeah. And at least 70 to 80% of the time, it was the right answer. That's why I kept choosing it. Because if it's like, it's always usually B or C. Which the Covenant boy is your soulmate? I don't know. Caleb Danvers is the leader or eldest of the four sons of Ipswich. <sighs> he is like the tall, dark, and handsome thing. Thing! He is... Thing! <laughs> He's a thing. Right, right. He is like the tall, dark, and handsome thing. So he's not a thing, he's almost like a thing. He is subtle, but in the word subtle, they use the T instead of a B. Uh, and sweet. He takes things slow and careful. He is uh, he is protective as well. And in brackets, I got this all from watching The Covenant. <laughs> Ooh, he is also sexy. And in brackets, I less than three him. So heart him. I less than him. I also less than Caleb. So I got your guy, you got my guy, I guess. I got your guy, you got my guy. So that was a quiz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was that a quiz? Yeah, of course it was. It was which soulmate is yours. I guess, you know, that was a quiz. You nailed me there. <laughs> I, I almost there did. There were... There were... Uh, I almost didn't know what... that required responses. I, I was really worried I didn't know what my answer was going to be. <laughs> if my answer was going to be some philosophical statement, like, well, which one are you? And then the answer is, vanity shouldn't be an option. That's my choice. I'm like, Ryan, I don't know. It would make sense. So are you going to follow that person? Because do you like your result or what? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Sure, I follow them on in life physically follow them <laughs> that's my interpretation i'm gonna find out where this person lives and ask them so many questions yeah, but ryan, i'm gonna be the parkinson of this person's life but ryan you have to remember something you didn't pick the second option so you're not worried if they lie to you no no, no. Yeah. 
Oh, I, I'm not worried that they lied to me. I, I know they lied to me. <laughs> you follow them regardless. You know who the main guy, Caleb, really reminded me of throughout this movie a lot? Your soulmate, not the He main reminded guy, me right? of the guy from Twilight. Oh, uh... Wolf Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was saying... I said his name yesterday, but I forgot it. Why are we saying his name? Do you know if you say his name three times, he'll appear? <laughs> Taylor Lautner, Taylor Lautner, Taylor Lautner. Hey, guys, it's me, Taylor Lautner here. Wow, you gained a lot of weight and been in Grown Ups too. Well, uh, fuck you, buddy. I'm also in The Ridiculous Six. Are you one of them? I am. I'm number six. Yeah, cool. I fucking have weird teeth and do a Mexicana accent in it for no reason, because I'm a racist. Are you racist? Ay ay ay! Sorry, could you get out of the way, Rob Schneider? I was talking to Taylor Lautner. <laughs> Rob Schneider's not in the Ridiculous Six, I don't think. Uh... Oh, wait. No, no, no. He is. He's in one scene, I think. Okay. As the guy who invented... No. There's someone stupid as the choice of the guy who invented baseball. Okay. In the Ridiculous Six. Like, I think it's... No. I'm getting too excited. I wanted to say, it's Christopher Lloyd. And they're like, no, no, he was in The Million Ways to Die in the West as Doc Brown. I've heard. Well, if you watched any trailer, that joke was given away. Mm. Well, I, I did not... I, I watched the trailer, but I don't think I remember seeing him in it. No, he was the highlight. Of it. That's how the trailer ended. It was the, like, only thing yeah. I, the only thing I remember from the trailer was that there was a scene where... Uh, Seth MacFarlane was talking to a bunch of Native Americans and he just kept saying actors' names. Yeah, that's... that's Mila Kunis, Mila Kunis. You know, that's com- comedy for you. Mm, he was talking did, about Family Guy actors. Did you know this? This is true. Yeah. Seth MacFarlane made an episode of Family Guy. It was like a quagmire episode. So oh, I think I know what you're going to talk about. What am I going to talk about? Are you going to talk about um, rap with an E at the end and Marge mm. Simpson? No. No? There was, this is a true statement. You know how Seth MacFarlane's kind of arrogant, but he's really smart. Mm-hmm. But he comes across as a dumbass in what he makes. But uh, yeah. it takes intelligence to make what he does mm-hmm. consistently. And that he's been trying to kill Family Guy for the last 10 years by making it really bad and they keep letting it be on. Yep. Well, he actually was quoted as saying, like, in this episode that's going to come out in a few months, we have a trans character in it, and I, 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 you know, this may be ballsy to say, but uh, dare I say it, uh, this is probably the most sympathetic portrayal of a trans character ever shown on screen. <laughs> and then the episode is Brian has sex with a trans person, finds out that they're trans, and then proceeds to vomit violently. <laughs> and then you never see that character again. <laughs> so it's just like, what, a cutaway? No, it's like the inciting incident of, okay. of the episode because that's like Brian realizes that he's a bigot. Right. Like he's an, he's an asshole. Like, okay. you know, that's kind of like Brian's major storyline throughout a lot of his is he thinks he's this enlightened liberal type, but he's in fact a conservative asshole mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Well, that's that's the lesson. But he has sex with a trans person and he's like, I had sex with her story. <laughs> and then I just think Seth MacFarlane. The most sympathetic portrayal of a trans person on screen ever. The best joke he's ever told is that quote. Did you know what I was... Oh, we missed the kiss scene. Luckily, he put the mirror back up because we needed that. Yeah, he put the mirror back up and he took the curse off her. Yeah, well, he's a nice boy. He's got a smile. Look at his smile. If anyone who smiles like this is evil, then... Give me a paycheck because I must be evil. I'm, maybe your theory that, like, you know, he wakes up in the pool and they get ice cream was going to be true. I mean, I added the ice cream thing. That's my part of the theory. But, yeah, I, I don't know what that theory was in reference to. I've lost track of thoughts. What? 
What was that theory again? Like that he hit his head. Oh in the yes, pool. that that yes. You said woke up in the pool. Uh, my mine was like not, he's not, in not in the body in... of water, but the location. No, no, mine was he was in like the student nurse's office, and they're like, "Whoa, buddy, you hit your head real bad." Oh, that's right, you did say that. Uh, that's why I got a bit confused. Yeah. I was like, "Sorry, I, I remember was, the ice cream was... thing being referenced, but why is he waking up in the pool?" No, sorry, I, I was thinking of the movie because that's where he wakes up. Yeah, he wakes up beside the pool. Yeah, just in the pool. I like again, it's like it's a little phraseology of like in it, he would be dead, buddy, if he was in the pool. Not if he's secretly a fish. Why do you hate fish, Vardik? What? I don't hate fish. Yellow ice cream, though. Why didn't Sebastian Stan walk up to him with a bunch of fish in his hand and goes, Here, buddy, you need your vitamin D. <laughs> That's not the right one. Which one is it that fish have? They have a plentiful amount of vitamin C? No, not C. Omega-3. That's yeah, it. that's it. Omega-3. Omega-3. I just wanted to say that. Indifferent. Do most hospitals have electric sliding doors like that? I feel like the ones that... Not hospitals, but like where they test or quarantine people. Yeah, yeah. Are they testing him for magic? <laughs> hey, here's something I've always thought about. You know in these kind of movies... Right. In movies, you try to apply real-world logic to these things sometimes, and it's just kind of funny. So, like, in this scene here, you, you see that the girlfriend's in hospital, and the boyfriend... Of, foggy hospital. Yeah. It's Everything's foggy. <laughs> it's all CGI Steve. Um, why does the hospital look like it's a courthouse? But either way... Um, yeah, it's got, like, these marble walls. <laughs> yeah, hospitals! Normally they're just white, right? Yeah, hospitals! You always go there for a court case! <laughs> I'm on my way to sue... I'm on my way to sue cancer. <laughs> I have to be a doctor to do that, though. No, um, love that guy's turtleneck in the background. <laughs> so, what I was saying was, do you think that these people in the hospital in this scene here, so the guy who got flipped off his bike in a coma for a little bit, like, or at least was unconscious, how quickly does it take them to set you up in that? And also, do they both have catheters? These are the kind of things I think about in these kind of movies. Like, like, catheters hurt Which a little ones bit. Which the catheters again? They're the things that you go pee-pee in. Oh, right. So yes. they shove them up your urethra. Mm. So a catheter. So, like, when we saw Taylor Kitsch there, and he was like, oh! I'm like, is it because he's got a catheter in there? Like, Maybe they Or are they trusting him enough with head injuries to get up and go pee-pee? Maybe, Ryan, they put, you know, the catheter in... But he's so buff that he, like, crushed it. <laughs> and it's broken. There are shards in there or something. You know what I really thought would have been a great ending to this movie, too? You want to hear it? Peeing? Peeing on each other's faces. No. <laughs> 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 yeah, with CGI steam. So, no, what I was going was, Sebastian Stan rocks up to this place for some reason, and he just gets shot by the by the caretaker. I, I was waiting for another shot to be honest but it never happened did it yeah. also with things like this there's so many candles that are lit in these places who lights those like how long does it take to light candles you know that's a lot of effort and who buys those candles is it the caretaker or the son the son has to buy them because he brings the medicine in yeah there's all these candles about the place why do they have power these are the things I love about movies. Like, you don't question these. You just accept them as the reality. But films always are saying, ask questions, because we always have answers. It's like whenever you see a movie and, like, someone clicks their hand and a bunch of candles turn on. It's like... Yeah, are they clappers? Well, cl- clearly clap they, on, clap off candles? Clearly they worked it out to make it look cool, but, like, how did they actually do it? Magic. Yeah. 
Especially I, if it happens in like a real world setting. It's like, oh, how do they, so, how do, they do that? So, look, he's a caretaker again. He's he's there caretaking. It's me. It's I'm me. old and bold. And I, I love I caring. wasn't in the 2017 version, but a guy that Did, looks Are you sure he wasn't in it? Did no. you look him up? No, I, I'm pretty sure this guy looks... He looks a bit bigger. He looks a bit more like Clint Eastwood than the other guy, dude. Oh, maybe because this is, what, nine years before? Uh, no, 11 years before. Yeah, yeah, 11 years Maybe before. he's got older and thinner, you know? Sometimes people get that happen to them. Mm. Some people thin out when they go old. Like this guy. He's pretty thin. Yeah, but he's only 44, right? Oh, well, that's pretty young. Yeah. Does this indicate that this is what he would look like if he got old? Or is this just saying, like, he's decayed so much? Like, like these are the things I love. Like, is it that he would look like this if he was old? Or is this saying, like, he's screwed up so bad, this is what he looks like, and it's aged him? Like, I'm just asking. Would he look like this at 89 mm. years old? Because that's not good, buddy. Yeah. It's like, this is a warning sign. Hey, what happens Maybe if... Maybe they add, like, oh, not only will you <laughs> age, but you'll also act like you've been overeating your whole life. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I fuck love... it, we'll give you skin condition as well. One of my favourite games that I've played at parties was you give me you you list out a superhero power like you can make a generic like Spider-Man or something or like invincibility and we as a group have to come up with the ultimate um, negative to that so like like yeah Spider-Man but you look like a pervert (laughs) (laughs) and the best one that I came up with is is a tiebreaker, but I think I'll give you the one that I think really is the best, which was um, super strength mm-hmm. was the one they this person said, and I said, yeah, but nobody likes you. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one, which puts a lot of science into it, which is invisibility, but only when you're having sex. <laughs> and I was like, well, what defines sex? Like, like does it have to be penetrative sex? Does it, does it like orgasm? Like, what is it? Like, what do you define? Because many people define sex in different ways. I, f- I feel like with that game... It's a fun game. It sounds like one, yeah. But it, I, I feel like superpower, but only when. Like, the but only when would be, like, a good way to yeah, yeah. that a lot. Yeah, we just made... We just kind of winged it. It's probably a game exactly like that has real rules. But we just were like... And that's what I thought about with this movie. It's like, witch powers, but you get old. <laughs> Oh, that touched me deep. Or, or one of them was, you can change the weather, you can, can control the weather, but in a different part of the world, and you're not aware where. <laughs> you, you don't know where? You're super handsome, but you're Humbert Humbert. Yeah, you're super handsome, but you like children. <laughs> <laughs> How good is that one? Just add that to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're Captain America, but you like children. <laughs> <laughs> I love um I think flying was one but you're blind. <laughs> you're handsome, you have powers and you get kissed by a girl, but you also get kissed by a guy. That's but this film. That's okay if you're bisexual. Well, I mean, he is your soulmate, Ryan, so one of them was you could see the future, but only the future of someone seven generations Away from you, like, so, like, <laughs> seven generations from now. So, so you can see your great, 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 whatever, grandson dying. <laughs> great, 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 great. Great. Oh, yeah, one more great. You're almost there. Yeah. 
grandson. Great. I said seven, so yeah, great. Son, grandson, great, great, great. Great, 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 great. Five greats. Yeah, five greats. Okay. So like, like I like how I'm being thorough about oh, this. Oh, can we just point out this guy hit the leopard that was yes. behind, and he just pat it so that way he didn't look awkward. Like, like he's grabbing his coat and he nearly made the leopard fall off the mantelpiece. <laughs> so he just grabbed it by its shoulder and went pat, pat. Like, like he meant that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love acting. You know, that's what I love about acting. Like, when you screw up, you do the weirdest little things to cover to up your mistakes. To justify it, yeah. To cover up your mistakes. And they can even either work or most of the time don't work. Mm. I love cover-ups, especially in improvisation. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, a couple all, of, that's all yeah, improvisation. A couple of months ago, I was doing a like, little improvisation game with, like, a year 11 or something. Um, yeah. At a placement I was on for a school. Uh, no, you just hang it out with your 11s on the street. They're like, ah, Mr. Jack olds. Black. Hello, 17-year-olds. And they think you're nearly 20 because, you know, that's all nearly 20-year-olds look like they're in their mid to later 20s. And and then I hung out with J-Lo, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and we, yeah. Uh, did you know that she's a teacher? <laughs> yeah, I gave her the first edition copy of the Odyssey. <laughs> of the Iliad, yeah. Yeah, that's right, the Iliad. Um, yeah, and we'll, it, it was a game where, like, someone puts you in poses and then you have to, like, make a scene out of that. And they put us in these two poses that obviously looked like we were about to, like, you know, have a shootout, like, oh, yeah, yeah, so I So I started it off with, like, a, uh, we do this every week. And then the other person was like, hi. So I'm like, oh, so we're friends. So, <laughs> so I had to make it, like, some, oh, let's do aerobics then. <laughs> <laughs> I love when people fuck up like that. Like, they come in with their expectations. Like, the thing about impro is yes and. And then yes and. But, but I was, like, in the middle of saying, we do this every week, and they just laughed and went, hi. <laughs> you should have replied with, oh, hi. We do this every week. <laughs> and then they say hi again, and you're like, we say hi to each other every week while we hold guns at each other. <laughs> this is what I go. Is it hard to do non- um, like 18 is it hard not to do 18 plus content in impro when you're doing it with children because I did impro we did, did impro at uni mm. and a lot of it always devolved into 18 plus content you know like swearing sexual stuff heavy weird things is it hard not to do that because that's also why I don't want to be a teacher I know that I would not be able to restrain myself I... from saying fuck you at least once. No, I didn't. I didn't struggle with it. Like the other and the second scene that I did for that was um, like the, the the people posed the two of us like it was me and another guy too like oh, wow. holding each other and like dancing. Nice. Yeah, and and one of his things was like that he put his hand on his head while he was holding me. Oh wow! And at one point he took his hand off, and I was like, "Well, we have to justify." So I'm like, "No, no, leave it on. I, I like it when my partners <laughs> hold their hands on their heads." Nice. Here's something I want to critique about this movie. We haven't talked about it because we can't hear it. No sex jokes. Soundtrack. This Uh, is the most electrifying soundtrack I've heard in a movie. In my life, Bartek knows this, many of you guys don't, is I like to collect student films from high school, primarily (laughs) of people I know or people who know people I know. Because the thing about people, at least in Australia, I don't know how to speak about America, but this film kind of proves it, is if a guy is making a film, yeah. if guys are making a film, it involves 
pointless action and running and the playlist that they have on their iPod. Mm -hmm. This is the feature-length version of those movies that my friends made in high school, but with way more homoeroticism and a budget. The soundtrack to this sounds like, like, yeah, we like this music. Let's shove it in there. I love that. I loved it. It's like one of the films I love that I have a copy of is called Turf Wars. Mm-hmm. This is the cinematic supernatural version of Turf Wars, but with more gay and less gangs, more yeah. covenants. But they have consistent names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the film Turf Wars, one of them's like called, like, they're like, your name's Smasher. Your name is Bend and Snap. That's one guy. And then the other one's like, and you're Josh. And the gang we're versing is the Shadow Cadavers. And then in the same sentence, basically, Shadow Lurkers. And then they become the No-Face Gang. And I'm like, who are these? Are they different gangs? We never find out. You just have to interpret it for yourself. Turf Wars, look it up on YouTube. It's there. Interpretive. Interpretive. It's a 10-minute film. Turf Wars. It's beautiful. More people should see Turf Wars. I wish my friends would make a sequel called Turf Wars 2 Revengeance for a Requiem. Because all of those movies have the R. And Revolutions. Or Revelations, sorry. Oh, Requiem. That's why I put Requiem there. Because like Alien vs. Predator 2. Requiem. Revengeance for Requiem and Revelations. That would be the third one. Right. The third one would be Revelations of Revengeance in a Requiem. The Revolution. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Revolution of Revelations. And then the final one will be The Resolution. <laughs> yeah, and it's not the final one. <laughs> it's actually the second last one, and then the like, reinterpretation, and then the, and then the actual last one would be Turf Wars. What is it? Four we're up to now? I think the fifth one. Oh, fifth one, Turf Wars. Those are giant rats. Well, you know, rats are pretty big in America. Turf Wars, the last chapter. <laughs> <laughs> like it's got chapterization out of nowhere. I love when movies do that. Yeah. Or episode five. Like, it's never been those before. So, this film was obviously setting up sequels. Are we upset that we didn't get any? Well, yes, because the fan fictions don't count. No, no. They're, they're, they're non-canon. Mm. Unless the maker of the film wrote one. then Or maybe, maybe you know, it'd be like a reverse of Star Wars. Like, the expanded universe doesn't get retconned. Eventually, they enter the canon. Mm. And even if they're like, you know, contradictions, they could probably work around them. Can you imagine if Disney got its hands on this property <laughs> and they did like the Star Wars, the Force Awakens shit on this, where it's like a remake slash continuation at the same time. And it's also directed like it by JJ. Notes. And it's also directed by JJ Abrams. And it has these cast members, but they're really old. <laughs> now even though it's only like sebastian stan sebastian stan it's like 11 years like 12 years later sebastian stan's son no like uh yeah sebastian stan's like grandson is evil and he's like i've got and he's like holding sebastian stan's like singlet that he wears in one of the scenes and he goes i must avenge you and the main characters are obviously a girl and a black kid (laughs) well obviously for diversity yeah because the covenant was really lacking women and black kids any black people to be honest <laughs> there are no black people in here are there no are there i mean any, they wear black is there any non-white um 
Uh, oh wait, no, 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 no. We're yeah. getting it wrong. The 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 girl, the other girl, is biracial. Oh yeah, she was. Was she's dead now. <laughs> She, she could be any color that the, the maggots eat from her flesh now. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So I guess we are the racists all along. No, we're perfect. And I think the principal was just retarded. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what nationality that is. Swedish, perhaps. Take that, Sweden. Fuck you, PewDiePie. Oh, no. You're, you're gonna get... I'm starting a YouTube war. Right. You're PewDiePie. Gonna, you're going to get crushed by epic barrels. Epic Barrels? Yes. Is that a PewDiePie thing? Uh, he Apparently there's a whole running joke about barrels. Well, he he came off as a bit of a Nazi this year, so uh, as a Polish person, I take offence. Barrels. <laughs> Edit in laughter. No, I'll just say it again. Barrels. <laughs> oh, boy. That was a classic one-liner. That's up there with, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Ah. And I'll be back. I'll be back. Frankly, my dear. I don't give a barrel. barrel. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be barrel. Did you know Schwarzenegger didn't want that to be the line? What did he want it to be? Well, look. No, 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 no. I'll be back. Mm -hmm. It actually makes sense what he wanted. So he was like, I am uh, a robot. I wouldn't use contractions. So he wanted to be not, oh, I'll be back. Oh. It was, I will be back. Mm-hmm. Which obviously seems like a stupid thing now that that line, the I'll be back is iconic, is the iconic line of the entire Terminator franchise. Mm-hmm. You know, they keep repeating it. Um, but it makes sense. I actually agree with that. I'm like, if I was the actor, I would think the exact same thing. Schwarzenegger's not too dumb in that regard. I thought, I think that's actually a really smart observation. Maybe, but to be a bit of a devil's advocate... You may. He is from the... Fu- I mean, the, the technology's from the future. I think they'd be able to code in... Yeah, but it's just, a, it's just a, a robot thing. I know, like, and also, it works. Also, but... think about it. His Terminator shows no human qualities. He barely Maybe. talks. He 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 barely pretends to be human. So that makes sense. While if it was the T one thousand from Terminator two, I was 2, about to say if they could contrast it with him using contractions. Well, and in Terminator two, the great thing about T one thousand is by the end he's gained a personality. Mm-hmm. Like like Sarah Connor nearly blows him away from the side, and then he reforms and just gives her like this wicked smile and like tut tuts with his finger, and it's like holy shit, this guy's got a personality. And, like, before then, he already gained a personality, like, in his hunting mode. Like, Robert Patrick really brought a personality to this cold exterior kind of killing machine. That's the best part about Terminator 2, in my eyes, is the fact that T-1000 actually could be human. Speaking of characterization, Ryan, look at the father. Obviously, it's not on screen, but, like, he's having a moment there where he's developing... He's thinking about someone other than him, which is what we were, <laughs> were hoping for throughout this whole movie, the father developing. Here's something I really wanted you to say. I'm very disappointed. I thought you were going to say what I thought was going to happen. In this scene here, Sebastian stands saying the lines that need to be said. Apparently, you don't even need to physically be there or say the person's name that you're giving the powers to. You just have to say, like, I will you my powers or whatever. I thought Sebastian Stan was going to say that, and the and the other guy's going to like, ha ha, motherfucker, and then Sebastian Stan's powers get willed to the other guy. How good would that have been? I, you <laughs> like, know what? He's like, I you're was, an idiot. <laughs> you know what? I was actually thinking that yesterday when I was watching the film. 
I actually like what the powers look like, especially in this fight sequence where it is rain, a lot of rain. Mm. I've never seen that much rain before. As a, as a fire quietly burns in the distance. It's raining a lot more around Caleb, though. Well, you know, Caleb has a lot more things to do, you know? like, mm. uh, And the other guy's laying down, so it's kind of hard. I love the fact that the barn typically is used in these fight sequences, like in The Boy Next Door, mm. <laughs> where it also gets on, on fire. fire. I wonder if it's the same barn. <laughs> so I love the fact that they have this fight sequence in the rain and their powers look watery and crystalline at the same time instead of, like, bright, colourful, red, black, whatever, like... You, like, like uh, yeah, Voldemort. Yeah, I like the fact that... Uh, he, the powers are transparent and kind of interesting. It also makes it easier for me to swallow that people would get hit by them. Because do you ever get that in movies or in, in fiction or whatever? When someone gets hit by, like, energy beams that you can clearly see from a mile away that they could dodge them because you could see them. Like, in bullets, it's understandable. But in energy beams in movies, they aren't always lightning quick mm. either. So it's like in this, it's like, oh, it's, see, it's transparent. So it's hard to see, especially in the rain. Oh, that's cool. I like that. I like that. You know, it's a nice... Little touch. This movie's all about the little touches. Yeah, it's like in Goblet of Fire when Harry and Voldemort are having that weird duel with, like, the red and green lightning. It's like, you look at them and you think, these are meant to be equal, but why do they look different? Like, do they? does one feel different from the other? Like, what's going on there? Wait, what was that Goblet of Fire where Harry and Dumbledore? Yeah. No, it was like Harry and Voldemort. Uh, no, I thought they... you said Dumbledore for a second there, and I'm like, what? Why are they fighting? No, I didn't say Dumbledore. I'm going to listen back to this and see if I'm I right. I said Voldemort. I'm going to listen back to this. I said Voldemort. I, I get them. They all have the same name. Dumbledore the Voldemort. Dumbledore. I like how you're trying Dumbledore. to muffle it so it doesn't sound too much alike, but other than the t at the end, they sound pretty much alike. Dumbledore. Voldemort. How do you feel about, in the new Fantastic Beasts series, Jude Law is going to play young Dumbledore, but Johnny Depp is like young Grindelwald? Uh, you, you haven't seen Fantastic Beasts, have you? No, but I recognise those names. Johnny Depp, a man who has aged quite a lot, who's supposed to be similar age-esque to isn't Dumbledore, John, looks Johnny, like a 60-year-old man. Isn't Johnny Depp American? Yes, but, uh, Fantastic Beasts have a lot of American actors in it because it takes place in America. Oh, I thought that But was... Grindelwald's supposed to be English, I think. I thought... I thought J.K. Rowling's whole thing was like, don't put non-British people in. No, this whole thing deals with that. Okay. Because it's stupid. Okay. I liked that he is in this movie, he's like, don't use your powers to be an idiot. I've got to fix my windshield, though. <laughs> yeah. And read a book. Now, I really thought it was going to be revealed that one of the firemen in the distance is Sebastian Stan. And I was like, oh, it's going to be like the film The Guest, which ends in the exact same way. Uh film the guests they like they kill the bad guy whatever they set the building on fire and then they see him just as a fireman like limping out and the movie ends with them being like motherfucker because <laughs> they stabbed him in the heart <laughs> that's a great film you should check it out too but i thought this film was gonna end that way but then the film ends surprisingly it ends romantically they hold hands they don't kiss they hold hands it's really sweet and then they drive off I was really surprised by how tender this was. A lot more tender than the 2017 version. How did that one end? It ended with, oh no. Penetration. Oh no. Uh, I mean, like, things are bad. You, this guy's going to lose his job as a priest. The end. <laughs> Do they die? I don't think anyone died. <laughs> uh, you had to suffer for this episode. You had to watch two of the Covenants. Yeah. 
Well, not suffer. Actually, you were rewarded because you got yeah. to see two great films. Yes, I did. I got to see the superior one, and then I got to see the one that made the superior one possible. Yeah. What an emotional time to be alive, you know? Mm. I like how the film ends with the sepia picture saying chapter 17, like there's going to be more chapters. Mm. Ipswich, you know, play on words of it's witch, you know, uh, pretty neat. Well, they're warlocks, though. Well, they say witches. The best line is from Sebastian Stan, where he's like, did I just say witch? Didn't say we arch? Oh, he does say we arch later, but he actually says, oh, we're witches. And then he's like, did I just say witch? <laughs> a really big way and then later on he's like come at me we arch mm. so the film has ended school nurse was played by dawn ford by the way just thought i wanted to point that out thank you neil neil um napier i saw a polish name a couple of seconds ago but it's gone they're dead now neil not. um the coach apparently the neil napier if it's the right one he was in austin powers as the general off in the first one yeah i think he appears in the second one too I think he's like, look after my fish. And he's also, <laughs> yeah, you know the one I'm talking about. And he's also in Blues Brothers. Much. He's also in Blues Brothers as the... Was he Nazi or something? No, he's the good old boys. The head of the good oh, old boys. Okay. Which also sounds like Nazis. <laughs> uh, the country band, the good old boys. And then he was also in the TV series, The Critic, mm-hmm. as Jay Sherman, who appears in The Simpsons. His uh, boss, Duke. <laughs> Duke Phillips, the best boss name that you could have that fa- that sounds real. Okay. So, the movie ended. I know it's sad. You know, Bruno, who was the special effects makeup artist, did a good job. Gatien. You know, he was great. Oh, her too, you know. Yeah. Well, I said it's Bruno Gatien. <laughs> I know. I'm making a joke. No. For the diehards Hey, out look, there. Fred W. Peck the third. Are they related to Josh Peck? I hope so. <laughs> Are they, they they're his son? <laughs> this is only. I, mean, I think Drake and Josh were still going at this point. We know Josh Beck. He was having sex in Snow Day with kids. I feel uh, you know, like he was. He in that film. He was going down to the clubs telling jokes. Oh, that's right. He was. It's me, Josh Beck, and I like to have sex with women when I'm eight years old. He also doesn't like improvising with younger people. He doesn't goes he? To, he goes to... Well, I mean, I'm pulling on your logic. Of, oh, like, I oh, like too to... Too many sexual jokes. I like to put my pee-pee in their wee-wee hole. <laughs> Is that why they get UTIs? <laughs> oh, boy! <laughs> it's weird because I'm having sex with men! <laughs> and then on the... He has sex with their pee-pee holes with their men. That's really hard. <laughs> and then he makes snowballs for the DVD and it's all child-friendly. So, Bartek, the film's ended. What? I know. We have to give our reviews and ratings now. Mm-hmm. And then we read stuff from IMDb and from YouTube. You know, I'm sure the guest would have loved to have given some reviews and ratings. Uh, if I had to be our guest right now, Ace, you know, that's a that's a fake name, of course. Mm-hmm. Ace would have said, Oh, I liked it a lot. That movie's really good. I think the movie was at least worth seven out of seven. Supervisors H. <laughs> the H stands for Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> Hammond, Bob Hammond. Sorry, uh, fake Ace. What was your rating? No, that's real Ace. Oh, I give this movie seven out of seven six packs. Adam Sandler, could we hear Ace's rating? Now? <laughs> no, that's not Adam Sandler. <laughs> Adam, Adam Sandler, Sandler would be defense. like, "Oh boy, that's <laughs> me, Adam Sandler." So That's my Kevin review, <laughs> yeah, my review and rating is simple. Yes. This film is called The Covenant. Need I say more? No, I don't. But I will. 
This film is a roller coaster ride, an emotional punch to the heart, as well as the loins. I identify as a heterosexual man, but I couldn't stop gazing at the male physique that was displayed in this movie, and I find because that too much of it, yeah. <laughs> never enough. Why? I'll interrupt your review later, don't worry. <laughs> You've done it many times. I will do it now. Um, that means I have to they start will have so much in common. I don't know where I'm starting from. They show a lot of male physique in a good, tasty way, where it even makes you question your sexuality if you uh, don't have, identify uh, if you if you aren't a homosexual man, or if you if you don't have this a sexuality that has you look towards men for pleasure. You know, I'm I'm speaking from my perspective, Bartek. Mm-hmm. You know, so but you're you are, I'm you're, a man, and this movie gave me feelings in the brain as well as the penis. And that's very hard, because if you have feelings in your penis, you have less blood in the brain. And that's just science. But this movie is about magic. And this movie is magical. If I have to give this a rating, which I do have to, I give this some hocus out of gay pocus. Gay pocus. Yeah, you got it. You nailed that. Yeah. You, you understood what I was saying. Mm-hmm. So, Bartek, what do you have to say about this movie? This film... Well, that's a good answer, Bartek. <laughs> and if I had to give it a rating, I'd have to give it a, you know... Hmm. <laughs> 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 I like how your obvious, oh, I'm going to interrupt you, this is the way I do it, is very different to the way you normally interrupt me, which is... I usually have a guest to interrupt you. Which, which is, yeah, just talk about something else. <laughs> okay, go on. All right, so this film Will is and Grace a was an amazing fantastic show. <laughs> film. Uh, I, I did say earlier, I will admit, yeah, the 2017 version is clearly superior, but, you know, they have the advantage of, you know, 11 more years and having the inspirations that come with those 11 years, including the 2006 film The Covenant, which I'm reviewing right now. Are you? This film shows us the great relationships that all men have with their male friends. I love male friends. All of them are like this. Ryan and I like that. We have CGI steamy showers together all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a bit, you know, chubbier. Well, not chubby. No, no, you don't even need the steam because you're so hairy. Yeah, I... I you're w- like an actual yeti. Yes, the, my, my steam's darker because it blends with my hair, so it makes me look a bit evil. But I, I think I look cool. That's how I haven't killed myself yet from it. Um, if you think you're cool, you'll live. That's advice you can take home to your grandmother. <laughs> you can take that to the bank. <laughs> deposit advice. Oh, you haven't been to the right banks. Clearly not. I haven't been to any Kempsey banks. <laughs> no, where you can get your money accepted on weekends and public holidays. And your advice. And advice, not and just any, my advice, any advice. Any, oh yeah, the advice you deposited. I've just deposited some advice. Can I give you some advice? Only if you deposit it, sir. One of the, well not criticisms, but one of the things that I kind of felt was, it, it was a little hard to differentiate some of the characters, especially since in that climactic, well not climactic, sorry, the, the ending scene, we only really see the male and female lead. We don't really get to see what happens with everyone else. Yeah. That was one thing that I would say that this film, you know, probably could have used more for. But again, it would jump back to that notion that you were saying before, Ryan, about art. You you got to interpret it for yourself. 
You can decide who lives, who dies. You can even decide that the, the villain lives. Chase. Mm. Just got chased away. Like his namesake. You know, then you'll be clever. It's like, look, his name it wasn't just a clever name. It was an actual... Yeah. Yeah. Taylor Kitsch, fun fact, was also in Battleship. Figure that out. Oh, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> Sorry, just comp- I wanted to get that before I lost it in the ether. No, that's fair enough. I can accept that interruption because I was thinking anyway, and thinking is good... And this film makes you think. Were you thinking about Rihanna's great acting in uh, Battleship? Haven't seen it, but I have seen the 2017... I almost called it it Exorcist. The 2017 Battleship. I have seen the 2017 The Covenant. Oh, great. And that film, you know what? I'm not going to give a review for it, but I am going to say that this film, the 2006 The Covenant, I give the rating of 2006... Out of 2017, which is a very high rating. You can you can catch can those I, into the bank. Can I talk it up to 2009 out of 2017? Yeah, fuck it. You just have to turn it upside down a bit. Okay, how about I turn it up to 2017 out of 2017? Well, I, the thing is, Ron, I already spent 11 of the points. I, uh, I can't really afford you it. You can't afford that, but you know, you know who can afford time and money? Is it people the internet? On, people on IMDb and YouTube. I have a one, two, three, four, five, six star review here. It's called Mindless But Fun. And this review is a, is a nice review. It may not be the highest of ratings, but it's a very simple, straight to the point. It, you know, it's very nice. So it was written in 2006. Six-star review called Mindless But Fun. Fun spelled with a capital F. Just so you know. So it's fun. You know, it's real fun. It's like a title. Yeah, Mindless. There should be a movie called Fun. Mindless, comma, but fun. Hmm. There should be a movie called Fun. It's a good idea. Okay, so this... Maybe 26 seconds long. Yeah. So let's start. Anyone who expected this movie to be an amazing, intelligent film will be severely disappointed. However, from the trailer... I made a guess as to the general quality of the film. I was right, and I enjoyed myself. See, they enjoyed themselves, mm, Martin. They had fun. Hot guys who do magic. That's one sentence. I mean, yeah. Don't need to go further into that, Bartek. That's pretty much all you need to know about the movie. The dialogue is crap. Most of the acting is so-so. Characters are woefully underdeveloped, and the plot is flimsy at best. That said... It was a fun movie. There was exciting action and lots of fan service for the girls in the audience. Don't worry, boys. There are girls in dubious sleepwear too, winky face. Yeah! <sighs> <laughs> Penis. It's one of those movies where you sit and watch and say, this is a really good idea, but even I could write a better movie than this. Yeah, that's what we all said. Yeah, I didn't say that, but... They're saying that we all would say that, so I guess that's the, that's the truth, Bartek. Yeah. You know, that's that's the, that's the only truth. So then they go on to say, the concept is cool, the execution not so hot. But as a break from the grind of class, definitely good. The action, <laughs> they repeat some points. The action was cool, the boys were pretty, and really, what more, could, what more does a girl need? I, I think this review would really, you know... Uh... I think elderly retired people would really like this review. So, you know, break from class. Now, I only have four reviews, but the second one's quite long. So, read us out some YouTube. Now, I imagine, did you get these from the trailer? I did. 
not the 2017 trailer? I was actually thinking about getting comments from both, <laughs> but I only got the 2006 ones. Good boy, good boy Bartek. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I would have, if I did get them, I would have said this is from this film. Yeah, of course, anyway. you're a good boy Bartek. Yes, of course, I'm being relevant Sir? Yes? Thank you. Nine nine six Luftballons Yeah. All right, all right. Enough Nazi speak. <laughs> I'm sorry for killing Polish people. Luftballons. <laughs> Luftballons. That's what she's singing. Um, <clears throat> just watch the movie. <laughs> Yay! Not a very good quality one, but the hot guys plus magic making it good. Lol. It's really weird that Donald Trump wrote that review. <laughs> no, he wrote the next one, and it's a comment, not a review. Oh, well, they're all reviews in their own way. It's hot guys doing magic. What more do you want? Nice. <laughs> the next one's not Donald Trump, but it does have a funny sound in it. Yeah, I like sounds. So Sebastian plays the bad guy? Ooh! That's their kidney exploding from the shop. And then they did two emotes, but I can't two tell Two emotes? Let me read it. I'm an emote expert. Well, I don't know, because I couldn't copy-paste this. Oh, they're, they're quizzical. They're quizzical. Well, no, they're, they're, I remember there were faces, but... I yeah. have a face. Maybe it's mine. In your face? Oh, I got you. Right in the pussy. Grab her right by the face. So what else did people have to say, Bartek? I'm on the edge this of my seat. This is one of the worst movies I ever seen. Hell, even Twilight crap has more sense than this bullshit. That's one of the comments, Ryan. Why are you laughing? Because the way you said bullshit, like a musicality to it, which I don't think they put there, but I love your effort. Well, sometimes you got to think of how they might have wanted to say it. Because the next person says, this is one of my favourite movies. God, it's so good and the boys are a plus. Well. So that means that they liked something other than the boys. Well, Bartek, this person liked this movie quite a bit too. This is a seven-star review. And the title is, there are worst ways you can spend your Saturday or Sunday afternoon. Do you say worst? Yeah. Oh, cool. There are worst ways. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, get used to this in these... <laughs> In, in these or this? These. Okay. I don't want to make the generalized statement. Seven. <clears throat> Star review here. From 2006. So they just saw the movie. So this is what they had to write. <clears throat> what days did they say sorry in the title? So Saturday Saturday afternoon? and Sun or Sunday afternoon. No, okay. not and. You don't watch this movie twice. So weekends, I see. Yeah, weekends. In the afternoon. Not night. Not the night movie in the, at night. But, but, in the afternoon. but there are better ways to spend your Tuesday nights. Yeah. Yep. Okay. You're working on Tuesdays, so. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what they start with. Going into seeing The Covenant, I had little expectations. I'd expected this to be a big budget movie full of action sequences and nothing else. Some parts of me believed it would be terrible, but other parts of me had hoped because Underworld, the producers of The Covenant, was great. Yeah, swallow that <laughs> sentence down. Yeah. Honestly, I could say that I enjoyed it. There were flaws, but enough, but not enough for me to walk out or even demand my money back. In 1692, in the Ipswich, co- <laughs> the Ipswich colony of Massachusetts, Massachusetts, by- Massachusetts. Sorry, I got a little bit um, ace there. Yeah. C- could I also just say this movie was a lot better than Underworld? Yeah, all of them. Five families with untold power formed a covenant of silence. One family lusting for more was banished and their bloodline disappearing without a trace. 
four young students at the elite Spencer Academy who are bound by their sacred ancestry. These boys have all been born with special powers. The powers, however, are addictive. If they use them excessively, they will start to weaken and age. The fifth son of Ipswich has surfaced and has plans to destroy the other four and steal their powers for himself. The premise had a lot of potential. I must admit it did fulfill its potential since it focused manly mm-hmm. on the premise than the action sequences. I know that they meant mainly, but this yeah. film is really manly. Yeah, I know. I got that too. It was more than just good versus evil story. It was a story about battling yourself. I liked how they were. there was an obvious metaphor about drugs ruining your body. <laughs> I, I guess. Obvious. Yeah. This should be used as a life lesson for teens of today. <laughs> Unfortunately, there were zero twists or surprises. I will you my drugs. I will you my drugs. Ah, heroin. <laughs> I, unfortunately, there were zero twists or surprises, which means that everything told in the trailers happened in the movie, and that, and just that, nothing more. For a group of unknown actors, the acting could have been a lot worse. Everyone did their best in their jobs and made all the belie- and and were all believable made as teenagers. <laughs> Swallow that one down. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Stephen Strait, uh, Taylor Kitsch, Toby Hemingway, and Chase Crawford. That was it. Chase Crawford was the name of the actor. See, it's like Chase. It's CC yeah. Collins. Chase Crawford played the four main characters concentrated on Sebastian Stan as Chase Collins. Plays the villain. Oh, that's a spoiler. No. Laura Ramsey and Jessica Lucas were also believable as two teenage roommates. That's all they were. <laughs> that's all they were. Some people might complain about the horrible dialogue, especially coming from the character Chase Collins. I personally enjoyed it because it was very camp and comic book-like. Lex Luthor, played by Gene Hackman, and the Joker, played by Jack Nicholson, were like that too, yet there is no complaints for those guys. Why should you make a complaint about Chase Collins? Mm. This is written in America, by the way. Yeah, probably. It looked like Sebastian Chase. (laughs) They combined the names. Had fun with the character. Sure, it's more comic book than graphic novel. The Covenant is based on a graphic novel, but it was still fun nonetheless. Yes, it was based on a graphic novel. Yes. No, it wasn't. I know. <laughs> Visually, I thought I was watching Underworld without the lichens and vampires. The special effects were decent as well. There was nothing new or revolutionary, but for a low-budget movie, $20 million low for today's standard, it was still acceptable. Most blockbuster movies run about five times that amount, and some have even reached up to ten minutes, ten times the amount. A final battle between Chase and Caleb reminded me of Street Fighter. Battle. <laughs> like they have that separate sentence. Street Fighter. Battle. Alright, yeah. S- Hadoukens, but like with every part of the body. New sentence. Which some may complain about. That made me feel very nostalgic. The cast is loaded with eye candy for both the male and the female audience. While The Covenant is placed in the action-horror-thriller genre, 
it should not be considered a horror. Two scenes involve spires, which I will not reveal any more about. <laughs> but they said who the villain is. Which would not look out and of place. Fighter. Yeah, which would not look out of place in a classic horror movie. And I was surprised how well those scenes worked. Unfortunately, other than those couple of scenes, the movie is not scary. Therefore, if you go into The Covenant expecting a horror, you'll be disappointed. The 2017 version is a horror. Good. The writing could have used some improvement. They put an exclamation mark at the end of that, so they really wanted you to know that. They needed to spend a little more time explaining some of the subplots. One example was that the four main heroes kept referencing Darklings. We knew what they looked like, but nothing else. In addition to the unexplained subplots, one of the characters, Taylor Sims, was horribly underused. I believe he only had one line in the whole movie. They could have just taken him out of the script since he had no purpose. They even left the ending open for a sequel. If they release a sequel, they should spend some more time on the things mentioned above. I'd be up for seeing one. Though it might not be suitable... No, it, although it might be more suitable, suited for a television series. Overall, I enjoyed The Covenant. It was not one of the better movies, but there certainly have been worse. If you enjoy movies that are part of the supernatural, part comic book, and part TV movie, you will like this. I could see why there were complaints, but I think those were from the people that took it far too seriously. This is not... A DVD-worthy purchase, but when going into the theater on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon to spend your eight fifty or more, you should still consider this. And that was that review about it. Glowing recommendation. They loved it. Yeah, they loved it. What What did YouTube have to give us? Did they love it too? I think this first comment here did. Oh, I love first <laughs> comments. The guys in this film. Oh my. George Takei, I'm glad you're with, here. With two Y's in the my, right? <laughs> That's why I rang it out just a little bit, not too much. Oh my. Just a bit. The next comment. I love this movie so much. Haters back off. <laughs> that was a weird one because the first line, I love this movie so much, the two exclamation marks. But then... Haters hey. back off was just all caps, but no, no exclamations. Well, so. maybe they meant it like... What was it? I love this movie so much. And then haters back off. Like it's enunciated. Like haters back off. Man, maybe. Well, we'll have. I'll. I'll send them a message asking them what they meant. Yeah. Could you please um, <laughs> clarify? Uh, this right here is the only comment that I've grabbed that has responses. I love responses. Responses are always great, especially when I pick them because that means they're worth reading. Uh, <laughs> this movie fucking sucked. <laughs> The only ones who like this are tween girls because of hot guys. Hot guys spelled H A W. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot guys. Hot guys. And the first response is, I like this movie, and I'm an adult man. But I agree, I did only like it because of the hot guys. And he like put it in, you know, quotes. Oh, oh quotes, yeah. And the response? <laughs> Yay. That's very gay, dude. Sick. Sick with three Ks. Well, that, they were sick when this they were like saying K-K-K. that. Like, they yeah, actually weren't saying that was sick. They were saying, I'm sick. That's very gay. Dude, gays are all caps, and there's a full stop after dude, and then sick with three Ks. Mm-hmm. Response. Well, it makes sense, because I am gay. Ha ha. 
Oh, good. I'm glad that they came out on the internet. <laughs> the response from that is, Oh, yeah, it does, don't it, lol? <laughs> What's up, though? Good to meet you. You're American or British? British dude here. Bored as shit, lol. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and what did they reply with? Australian. <laughs> and that's it. Bartek, you didn't mention that you you wrote comment on on, on YouTube. That's I will. There's Gay a reason, sick. There's a, there's a reason I didn't mention it, Ryan. Well, Bartek, I have a review here that's negative, and I have. A I won't f- say the reason then. I guess. Oh, what's the reason? <laughs> I thought you were just going to say repressed homosexuality. The reason why I didn't mention it is because I didn't make a comment. Oh fuck! I'm wrong then. Bartek, I have a fun one here, and you're going to join me in this one. Yeah. This involves a little acting. Do I have to read? Yes. Oh, okay. Don't worry, it's not too much. This is called The Witches of Beverly Hills 90210. It's three stars. <laughs> okay. This review may contain spoilers. So I'll read the first... There's like one sentence and then it's an interaction. I'm going to get you to read the character of Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> yeah. favorite character. So you are Hollywood, okay? Yeah. So here's how it starts. <clears throat> If I were to pitch this movie idea to some Hollywood bigwigs, I'm sure it'd sound something like this. Four boys at a private high school are good friends, and they are witches. That sounds like the craft. No, 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 no. I said four boys, not girls. That still sounds like the craft, just with boys instead of girls. Okay, okay, okay. But there is this fifth unknown boy that comes into the picture and he wants more power. Still not much difference because one of the girls in the craft also wanted more power. Okay, okay. I'll make these boys part of the in crowd. They'll be rich and the school is on the east coast. Now that sounds brilliant. That is nothing like the craft. Here's a billion dollars. (laughs) And then they go on to write more. This... Movie was so cliche and uninspiring. Even the manufactured drama between Chase and the brothers of Ipswich was very blasé. A bunch of rich kids with their biggest problem being what colour Bentley they want for their 18th birthday and 18th car? Don't interest me at all. Even if they have powers, every single kid in this movie looked like he or she stepped out of a magazine, and of course, there had to be the gratuitous male nudity and female 80% nudity just to drive home how out of shape you are. I wanted to rename this movie Witches of OC. Ooh, rich kids and their problems. Let me pretend to care. The film... This film was completely unimaginative and predictable. The final fight was lame and dragged out and the ending was very anticlimactic. This movie was best left on the cutting room floor. Very negative. What did YouTube have to give us, Spartak? Well, Ryan, I mean, I shouldn't have been left on the cutting room floor. I mean, all those Hollywood bigwigs that I did with different voices, you know, they... They, they clearly wanted to make it because it was something worth it. All of them with their similar... Yeah, different... when they changed voices, I thought the first one had a stroke halfway between. And he was like... They kept dying off. And he was like... See, the weird thing about Hollywood bigwigs, Ryan, is they don't talk normally. No, they don't talk... That's why they... That's why they're in Hollywood. That's why Paul Giamatti plays them so well. Yes, that's why they are in Hollywood. We have two more comments from YouTube that I gathered. Great, I love YouTube comments. 
This movie is a piece of shit. Aww. Everything looks too slick. They didn't use the T double O, they just used the T O, so I had to. Oh, yeah, I understand. Why Everything looks up. too slick, like they're going to slick. <clears throat> <laughs> you, know, you know, too many guys looking. Again. <laughs> yeah. Wanna... You know, too many lo- gay looking guys, like from some boy band or something. Too many hot chicks all driving around in way to E like it cannot be more cliche. Expensive cars, bad CGI. Like everyone in the move in the movie looks like the perfect prom queen or the douchebag ashhole. I love ashholes. Boyfriend. This movie is such a joke. Now you might have noticed in there, Ryan, in ashhole. Yeah. The second line they said too many hot tricks all driving around in way too e like. It cannot be more cliche. Yeah, and then the next line was expensive cars. It looks like uh, they accidentally took the expensive cars out of the line in way too expensive cars like cannot be more cliche. This uh, commenter here goofed up. They done goofed up, they son. Goofed up. But did the last one goof up? No, not at all. They even ended on a smiley face. <laughs> Yay! Wow, this movie is so old, lol. I remember watching this when I was a kid. Ha ha ha! Still love the movie. Smiley face. Well, Bartek, I have a 10-star review to end this on. Maybe it's this person, then. I hope so. Screenplay writer must have went on lunch break. <laughs> 10 stars, Bartek. Hold on to it must 10 have been stars. A, it must have been a great lunch break that inspired him. And do you remember what I told you to hold on to at the start of the episode <sighs> about the review? Fuck, there was something. It involves a certain actor and his career. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Okay, so this is how it goes. Spoilers ahead, by the way. I knew before watching it that the movie wouldn't be a masterpiece or anything like that, but I got excited since I am really a fan of Stephen Strait and all the cool supernatural stuff. Recently, these past few years, the endings of these new movies tend to be, you know, suck. The beginning. (laughs) What year is this coming? 2007. Okay. Yeah, hold on to that, 2007 too. The beginning of Covenant caught my eye, and it gave me a shimmer of hope that it would be worth watching. But after 15 minutes, when it was about time for the film to finish... You know how films finish at 50 minutes. (laughs) Didn't we have a review like this a long time ago? And it was like, this was only half an hour long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like one of our first episodes. Um, For the film to finish, it crashed and burned like a hijacked plane. That's tasteful. First, they totally rushed it for no apparent reason. And then, at the climax, the screenplay writer scribbled in some gibberish for the hero and villain. The whole barn scene where the main character, Steven, takes on the villain guy was total trash. The whole time I watched my mouth was half opened. He watched his mouth was half opened. Because I could not believe the dialogue. Chase, the bad guy, had such corny and stupid dialogue that it made me tear up. Not because it was so bad, but because that scene was pretty much him waving his acting career goodbye. (laughs) This guy became the Winter Soldier. Uh, I just had that. I just really hope he knows how to flip burgers because if he doesn't and the director chooses not to come out with a sequel, he's going to be living off Roman soup for a very long time. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this guy went on to be in Black Swan, Hot Tub Time Machine, and 
the Marvel movies. But sure. And Roman soup. Luckily, I'm a girl, and Hot Guys in the Shower is entertaining to me. As usual, I fell in love with every Ipswitch. They spelled Ips... Ipwitch. Okay, Ipwitch. Ipwitch brother. Except for the corny villain, of course, Eek. Well, he wasn't really a brother, so... He, he was a cousin. But because they were not only... Because there were not only females in at the premiere of this movie, I am pretty sure there was... Many dry coughs in the audience audience that night. Anyways, strangely, I enjoyed watching this movie. And if by some insane miracle they do another movie, they will get a new and and they will get a new screenplay writer who doesn't take as many lunch breaks. And then that's the end of their review. They gave it ten stars. <laughs> the hot guys must have really appealed to them. So that's it. You guys have been fantastic, amazing, wonderful listening people. As always. Um Bartek, pleasure. Guest? Yes. Sir? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. So you guys can help us out. You know, we have a Facebook, we have a YouTube, we have the Podbean, iTunes, all that. Just look up Spin Polish Presents and you'll find us. And and tell people. You know, you can tell them, I'm not gonna put a gun against your head. You know, if you wanna say, hey, I, I listened to a really good analysis on 99 Luft Balloons in a film po- co- podcast that has nothing to do with 99 Luft Balloons. And Forrest Gump. And Forrest Gump, and a bit of another movie called The Covenant. Yeah. I, I recommend Spin Polish Presents, uh, 100% Masterpieces. They're great, you know, top notch. Mm hmm. Uh, you know, until uh, next time, guys, remember to be kind to each other. Please do. Or right. don't, you know, I don't want to force you. Ryan. My superpower is that I am an amazing film reviewer who's once partnered with Siskel and everyone respects me. Is that your power? That's my power. Oh, weak power. What's my downside? <laughs> your downside is your Roger Ebert. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. Okay, okay. My power... My power power is a weird vibration noise that's in the distance what's the weakness um it's a phone call from a number you don't recognize can i answer it damn oh shit i shouldn't have done that then okay you let me bring him back i I don't know how to let me let me look at your phone bartek didn't turn his phone off i I put it on vibrate okay okay let's have never done it let's have a look so so i'm gonna i'm gonna go into your phone okay yeah here's a number let's ring it Okay. Cancelled. Let's let's ring this. <laughs> oh, hello? I don't know what's happening. What's happening? Oh no. Your phone made a delingling noise. Oh, it's dialing. <laughs> the number is switched off or unavailable. Well, they must have killed themselves. <laughs> oh, sorry, they must have turned off their phone then killed themselves. No, no, they killed themselves by turning off their phones. That's their weak. <laughs> that's their superpowers weakness. Okay, um, I should have though. It would have been fun, but you ruined it. That's your weakness. Your power is you are Bartek, and your weakness is you aren't very good at answering phones. Yeah, you're not used to your new phone. <laughs> well, okay, okay. My my power is a strange vibration noise that may be a phone of yours ringing in the distance. What's my weakness? Um. Let's see. What's my con? Your con, your downside? Yeah. My my kryptonite. Is that nobody likes you? <laughs> Except me. Aww.
this episode ended happy. Yeah.